Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode 253. I'm Dave. I'm here with the main man, Rich. Rich, how are you going? I'm very good, man. I'm very good. I'm you feeling, sound rested, I'm man. I'm feeling spry again. You sound rested. You sound like you could go the full rounds. You could go the full count. <laughs> yeah, well, just, you know, just getting your two days off from work and, you know, not being interrupted and shit and, and whatnot can make a big difference. As for me, I'm just drenched in death and blood. All I see is the end. Like if my if if my life was a game right now, it's just flashing in neon red. The end, the end, the end, and I'm still going on. It's still saying the end. That's how I feel. You know, it's just like wow. Where are we? We're in po- we're in post game. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just death and carnage on this end. And Rich is nice and relaxed, which is how I like Rich. Now, before we kick off, Rich, I do want to do a, a thank you to Patreon subscribers and i am asking um people who support signal look thank you very much for supporting us um it's it is really appreciated you listening and um if you can rate us on itunes that's great if you can go that extra step um and and contribute towards the patreon it it all goes towards show running costs which really helps uh the show uh and that's signal of doom that's dread or dead cinema of doom and legion outpost the whole thing um, is, you know, all funded by the Banker Dave. And, um, you know, and I know we're in a war economy, would you say, Rich? We're at war, basically, virus-ridden war, dystopia, post-apocalyptic, all that stuff. But, you know, the bills need to get paid, and if anyone can contribute, it is much appreciated. Um, I will go in and, and read you the, the, you know, whatever the levels of the patron, but they're pretty simple. You've got a dollar, you've got... Uh, I think three dollars, five dollars, and and really honestly, if if anyone can contribute to that kind of stuff, it helps. Uh, and it's Patreon dot com slash Signal of Doom, and it really would be appreciated. It goes a long way, and I'm putting this message out there to all the listeners, uh, all the Legionnaires, the Dreadheads, everyone, even those who listen to Cinema of Doom, which is an exclusive that you get as a Patreon member. Me and Dean are, gonna, are going to um, we're playing tennis next week again. I, I I played him on the weekend and just gave him a little reminder about who's boss, Rich. You know out there on court. Um, you know, that's an exclusive. You get to, Dion and myself, uh, banter slash argue our way through a whole show reviewing a movie. I mean, who couldn't um, Who couldn't want more than that? And there's plenty of other stuff. So that would be appreciated. I just want to say that up front of the show and uh, thank you to the listeners. And look, everyone has really been responding to on the, on the Facebook page and on the Legion Outpost page, and I want to say thank you for that because it's much appreciated. Now, turning away from those matters, Rich, have you been watching, reading anything in the last week that bring, cries at your attention you, that you put a flag in the ground? I think there might be a certain movie that you caught up with, Rich. Uh, yeah, so uh, I've, I watched uh, Reacher this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, one or two eye-rolling moments, but, you know, it's 2022, so I can't expect... Um, zero but uh 98 sure. uh, fantastic show really enjoyed it um and then finally because uh, i had some time off this mm. week i finally went to go watch spider-man no way home well richard firstly my i told my dad i said um you know you hooked my parents up with the tv and i said richard is really recommending this jack reacher show 
And my dad is a massive fan of the books, and he gave it a huge thumbs up. And I said, well, you guys are in total alliance on that topic. Um, yeah, he, he was he was thrilled with that show. Um, I only got positive reviews from him. Now, I am very interested in what you thought of Spider-Man No Way Home. Rich, take it away. Honestly, it's a bit of a mixed bag for me. Mm. Um, I would probably say that I only really started enjoying the movie when the other two Spider-Men showed up. Sure. Um, I actually really, really liked... Um, this is the first time I've actually really liked Andrew Garfield. Like, I actually thought he was quite nailing yes. Spider-Man in this. Um, I, I think better than he did in his movies. Mm. Um, uh, and and I, I just love the interaction between, you know, Tobey Maguire, the statesman... Sure. Um, you know, Andrew Garfield, the lost Spider-Man, you know, the, the, yeah. the one who's still sort of in uh, the downs. You he's know, almost the Ben Riley, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, 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 in a way he is. Um, uh, but, you yeah, know, the first half, I was just really just snoring through that. Like, just, right. I just don't like Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I'm sorry. I don't and, like and his You're energy. not a Zendaya like, fan either, like are you, Rich? Him. You're not a Zendaya fan? I just I just don't like that group in general. I just... <laughs> I just, they irk me. I just, yeah. they, they annoy me. The um, kids, the kids, man. Um, yeah, I get it. I get it. But, uh, but no, yeah, once the other two showed up, I was really having a lot of fun. I was enjoying it. As I said, really liked it. I just loved it when he said, I've, I've worked with the Avengers. And then oh, Toby's yeah. like, that's great. What's that? Yeah. And didn't, <laughs> and, 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 and didn't, and yeah. like, oh, are you in a band? Is that's that a it. band? Yeah. And I was just like, this is hilarious. But I feel those two kind of made the movie for me. What about the um, villains? Did you enjoy that stuff? Uh, so my issue with the movie is there's a, I feel like there's a bit of a massive like kind of plot hole mm. in, in the story in that it doesn't really matter if you save them because they still have to go back to the exact moment when they died. Sure. So they still die. So I didn't quite understand. Like, I just, I didn't understand. I could understand if they were trying to cure them or, or get rid of their powers as for fighting them just to make them not a threat. Yeah. I got, I, I would have understood that, but I just didn't, I was like, but you're sending them exactly back to the point where they died. Mm. Like they were all, they were all pulled from the exact moment when they died. So I was just like, I don't, I just, that just doesn't make any sense to me. It just really. And then he made the spell that everyone will forget who Peter Parker is, but that means that it also affects uh, Toby and, and Andrew. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Th that means everyone in their world's going to forget who Peter Parker is too. Sure. Well, he doesn't exist. So I, I don't know. There, there was a bit of plot hole in it where I just I I thought that part of the story I don't think that was thought through. Well, maybe it, it uh, won't affect them in their worlds. Just in just in in the dimension of Tom Holland's Spider Man, I guess. No, because everyone from other dimensions who knew Peter Parker was was coming to that. Um, well, that, I don't, uh, I don't no. know, Richard. I mean, who knows? You remember but... that when the, the sky was cracking open and all the people who yeah, knew I know that, but and... I don't, I didn't take it that necessarily it affected their dimensions. I mean, that wasn't spelled out very much. Well, that was the only one who stopped them from coming through was to make them forget who Peter well, Parker was. Yeah, but I, but I mean, I'm not sure if that affected the in all the other dimensions. Definitely in Tom. Ah, uh, the way I viewed it, it did. Like, well, I, I, mean, I, I didn't thought movie, that's it. But anyway, I thought that was just a bit of a plot hole kind of thing and all that, and didn't make much sense. But as I said, once the other two Spider-Men showed up, I did really enjoy myself, and I enjoyed it. And um, I see they allowed Jamie Fox to be Jamie Fox yeah. instead of the original like character. You, yeah. They really changed him. All that. Uh, it was cool to see Sandman. It was yeah. pretty cool. You know, he was never on and... set. You know, yeah, he was never on set. The Thomas Hayden Church. That was yeah. All. Well, that's why they kept. That's why they kept him as the sand. Yeah, 
yeah. dude in, in through the whole movie and all that sort of stuff. Um, Did you like yeah, uh, Lizard? Lizard, Liz I could have done without. He didn't look that good. Lizard was useless. Lizard was almost. He was barely there. I thought Doc Ock did very well that actor and i thought uh, william defoe did an excellent job as well and, and i must say uh, while i really do like the andrew garfield saying i love you guys i kind of feel like they, they should have even though i knew that i know that he said that was like a you know uh, he made that up on the spot or he ad-libbed it or something sure i kind of wish they'd gone you know that's really cool let's save that for the end right because then they would have gone through all that stuff and yeah. then as yeah. they leave and he goes i love you guys so i just felt like while there was a cool moment, I felt it was a just it was misplaced. Well, they were all a bit of a mutual fan club, the three of them, really, weren't they? It was it was hijinks from those three or through. I know. I just I, I just think it would have. I feel it just would have made more sense to have that. I love you guys, sort of at the end when they, sure. you know, ready to go. I just yeah. thought they would have been a bit more poignant there. But you know what? Again, it's a small little. I wonder what it'd be like um, if there were three Daves. That'd be fun, actually. Could finally would it be fun though if you're all fucking facing death and. Yeah. Blood definitely. and neon lights and all that. I think that yeah. might be a bit too much. Be a lot of fun. Yeah, everyone's got this is the end flashing over them. Yeah. This is the <laughs> end. My That's just end. The vortex of darkness. I, yeah. I think I'll skip that. <laughs> Richard comes around. We're just sitting there, sound garden blaring from the stereo. Just yeah. gazing That's when I just place. go, I'll see you next time, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Triple power, oh, Dave, is too much for Richard. <laughs> Especially if you're in one of your dark, weird moods. Then yeah, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely we would be. Uh, yeah, like three Daves in a room together, just solo. It's going to get dark pretty quickly, you know. But I give, you know what, I, I still, I still, I give the movie a 7.5. That's a high um, score. And I, I think from you, that's yeah. a very, that's a generous high score. Now, I do want to mention something you reminded me, and I'm not sure if I brought it up on Signal. I thought when all the people were crashing through into the dimension, it would have been cool if... You had other versions of Spider Man, like Spider Gwen and Silk and whoever else, appearing there. Like, so I, I wish they could map it out enough that you could see the forms of those figures, even if they were cloaked and in hoods and stuff, and like jumping down into the world. Because I'm well, sure. Well, maybe they. Well, maybe they are. Maybe you know. You, but there were. There was all indistinct. Was freeze frame it. Yeah, but no, I, it wasn't there, man. Still see it some silhouette. Yeah, but I, I wanted more detail. And that's because they can't plan anything. It's always like, oh, yeah, we'll fill that in later. Well, I wanted George Lucas to come in and recut over the top and start adding that shit in. George Lucas special edition style. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. I did, I, did like, I did like the Venom uh, uh, thing at the end. That I thought that was pretty funny. It was funny, but, like, the weird thing was that he leaves, but he does leave the blood of the symbiote behind, doesn't he? Like a little which, bit of the symbiote. Which... Doesn't make any sense because the symbiote is a living thing, so the, all of it should have gone back to their thing. Like but, again, another but, little. But, oh, but again, I understand it. You've got to suspend your disbelief and. But hasn't hasn't Venom done that before? Them. Hasn't bits and pieces of him formed into other symbiotes? I'm no expert. No, I know, that. but the thing is, the spell was broken, so all of Venom should have gone back. Even a little piece of it. Oh, yeah, but come on. You, come on, dude. You've got to have some wiggle room. That's how they do all these I things. I just said, I said, it's, it, again, they're breaking their own rules, but I get it. They want you to but spend. Didn't he say that things were cracking in from everywhere? Like all these, they're, they're basically opening it up so that the Spider-Verse is going to have a lot more stuff crazily going on in it that's going to be in the Marvel Universe as well, technically. So it's mm, like, we'll yeah, 
Oh, I think so, man. I mean, the Craven movie's coming. Uh, we've got news on that this week. Um, the Craven spin-off movie. Um, that's an interesting take. But a seven point five from you, Rich. I feel that's. Uh, I feel that's a high score from you. I feel that's a, uh, your seven point five could be someone else's eight or eight point five. I feel that's a strong. That's a strong score. Yeah, well, as I said, I still had fun in it. So. Cool. And I mean, you don't hear that often from Rich when it comes to something current. That's actually rare. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said, if I'll, I'll be honest with you, had there been no Toby or whatever, and yeah. it was just him, I'd, I'd probably score it lower. Left, leave the cinema almost, I could imagine. <laughs> but I'll be honest with you, it didn't. It didn't actually feel as epic as I thought it was going to be. Really, felt smaller. But yeah, I mean, it, it didn't. Yeah, it, it felt a lot more smaller scale than I was expecting. With all the fuss that was being made and the two Spidermans, I thought it was going to be a little bit more grandiose. But it, I was actually like, oh, it's actually. Yeah, it's not as big as I thought it was going to be with, like, the big fighting. and Sure. You know, I thought it was going to be, like, all three of them battling all the, you know, the, the villains, and I thought maybe even Vulture, you know what I mean, like, uh, would show up and stuff and all that. Maybe even, like, a Mysterio would show up since so they'd all be coming from different times. And, Rhino, Rhino, Paul Giamatti from the start yeah, of... Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, even Rhino maybe would have popped in. But again, it, it's only people who knew he was Peter Parker, though, so I guess. Yeah. Well, Vulture did know he was Peter Parker. If Vulture was going to be. Vulture, Michael Keaton, yeah? Yeah. He yeah. knew who Peter Parker was. Yeah, he, knew. he wasn't in it. He knew full well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because the problem with this movie is, again, because this is such a new Spider-Man, he doesn't actually have really any villains. So, like, literally all the villains he was fighting with the other two Spider-Men. Yeah, exactly. He's borrowing. He's borrowing yeah. the other so, villains. As I said, I, again, it was a lot of fun. I did enjoy it. I did I did like seeing uh, Toby, and I liked how they all felt like different Spider-Men and stuff and all that. So, I mean, I did have fun for the most part, but, yeah, I have issues with it. Sure. <laughs> Now, I wanted to bring something up before we even start the regular news. Comixology and Amazon. We all know Amazon bought Comixology uh, some years ago. Uh, some years ago. Now, basically, the situation is that I believe the Comixology app is now merging with Amazon as of, I think, next week. Um, there's all sorts of ramifications. Um, they're pushing everyone towards the Kindle app, I think. But whatever's happening, uh, it's a bit of a mess. Uh, it's bad for international users. Um, it seems like a rush job. Uh, there's a lot of very unhappy Comixology fans. It's not going to affect stuff you've bought and everything like that. Like they're guaranteeing all that stuff, but their subscriptions are no longer available for international people. Which and I don't know why, but they're just not. All these things are not available. The Amazon system for digital comics is a lot worse than the Comixology system in terms of finding things. Um, it's going to be watch this space. As you know, I'm a heavy Comixology user uh, and have been a big supporter of them, and I am kind of worried about about the whole thing. Now, on the flip side, I'm a Kindle Unlimited member, and there's quite a lot of material on there comics-wise anyway. So I got out of the Comixology Unlimited because that was never going to be... It felt like they were starting to retire that, and I moved to Kindle Unlimited, and so far I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, what do you think, Rich? It's it's kind of it's been inevitable. It's been some years since Amazon acquired them, um, but it does feel like a bit of a rush job with the new app. Uh well, I mean, I was going to say I don't know if I, uh, it may feel like that, but I mean, it's clearly not a rush job because I've been working on this for a couple of years now. A lot of features um, that, that, that are there doesn't mean they haven't done it right though. So yeah, that's true. Um, but I guess, I mean, this is always going to be, I guess, the issue when you have two different platforms and you're trying to merge them mm. because then they, they, they run off different platforms and might not speak well. Look, it may just be some teething issues, unfortunately. Sure. Yeah. There's going to be some, you know, some growing pains as they 
rectified and all that sort of stuff. Uh, maybe they've just decided, you know, we just can't keep putting it off and putting it off. Mm. We've got to get it out there and then we'll, we'll, we'll fix it as we go and try yeah. and smooth it out and all that. Um, a lot of pissed yeah, off I people mean, on the internet right now. A lot of pissed off well, international yeah, users. That's, that's, there's always pissed off people on the internet. I know, but a lot of, ba- a lot of um, comic book creators are, are, are causing a bit of a hue and outcry because people can't pre-order their books or subscribe to them uh, outside the US and that's causing a lot of problems. Um, yeah, but I'm sure that will be fixed at some point. You would I, don't, hope so. I don't believe that's a. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine that's a permanent thing. Again, yeah. that's probably just they've got to first fix it up here, and then because again, different countries, different platforms, uh, different stuff. I'd imagine, but I mean, I mean, if they don't fix it up, they're bloody idiots, and then they're just going to have they're going to lose a lot of business. But I mean, I would assume that that they would fix that as quickly so. as they could. You would think that would be one of the most important things to fix. Like getting getting the basics of that down would be. Yeah, just um, look at this idiot. You know the guy who played uh, Iron Fist, Sammy Simi Lou. He he just got a, he's got a tweet here. Do you, do you, no, do you, not Iron not Iron Fist. Not Iron Fist. Uh, Shang Shang Chi. Yeah. Uh, do you ever just forget to eat lunch? And and it's got thirty eight thousand likes. I wish there was a dislike button so I could dislike it. Jesus. Um, I've never forgotten to eat lunch. I've been too busy to eat lunch. Me too. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever gone like, oh my God, I've just is, seen Is he calling out his privilege? Lunch. Is he calling out his privilege, Rich? He's so rich. He's so fucking pampered. He eats so well. He's dining off, you know, the souls. And then he's like, man, I'm so full. I forgot to eat lunch. Is that privilege? You know, can we, can we say that? No, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> we can't drag him through the streets and burn him at the stake. I wouldn't. I mean, you can, you, you can, you I, can if you want. I don't give a shit about him, really, frankly. Like, if it, if it happened. Well, neither do I, but I don't care enough to drag him through the streets either. I wouldn't so. do it myself, but if I was watching for a window, I might have a bag of popcorn, you know, and just. Like, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> now, um, so yeah, it's a, it's a watch this space regarding the comicsology thing. Now, a, a show that I encountered on Netflix, I think it was last night, I watched about four episodes. High score, Rich. Have you seen this? Mm. Yeah. It's a good show, man. I, I watched um, yeah. a few episodes. It's I, I think it's it's kind of similar to like the toys that made us. They're yes. basically just going through like uh, like games that made us, basically, or you know, yeah, uh, yeah. gaming through history and all that sort of stuff. It's it's pretty interesting. I've seen stuff like that before, though. It's not really new, but uh, it's still good. Yeah, man, I enjoyed it. Uh, like I haven't seen a lot of stuff like this before. Like I mean, it's surface, it's surface stuff, but it was fun to see the guy from Ultima on there. And um, then they went into role playing games and stuff, and you know, and it was so funny when um, when um, he was talking about how in Ultima Four he realised that people were playing the game wrong and they were sort of going around murdering everyone, which was me, and um, and then incorporated the conscience thing. And I remember I said to Michelle, I remember playing that game and having so many cut screens where I was dreaming and the, and the, they were saying you're straying far from the path and all this kind of stuff. Like, and I, I I remember playing that game and getting those kind of things, like telling me you're straying too far away from the path. And I was trying the path, but hey, sometimes you've got to color outside the lines a little bit, you know. Um, <laughs> and that's what my guy was doing, and uh, the game was trying to sort of pull him up on it. But I was like, well, slow down, you know. There's a there's more than one way to skin a cat. But um, my Babylon Five. It's such a weird expression. I love it. I use it all the time. Um, <laughs> Babylon Five. I've completed season mm-hmm. one. I've completed season one. I'm well into season two. Disappointed to see the the Captain Sinclair go or Commander Sinclair go, but we all know he had to go due to his actual mental issues in real life. 
Um, very sad. But Bruce Boxelina, or have you pronounced that guy's name, the guy from Tron, uh, it does mm-hmm. a good job. Um, big shoes to fill. But uh, look, it's a very entertaining show. I mean, I'm, I'm digging it, man. I'm, I'm down in it. And uh, I've I've got everything. I've got the entire set now. I've got I've got all five seasons. I've got all the movies. I've got uh, Babylon Five Crusade. Um, I'm down, man. I'm ready for the reboot as well. I'm I am I am there. I mean, oh, you got time? Thirty years, man. Thirty years late to the party. Even for me, that's that's pushing it, isn't it, Rich? You know, even by my standards, hey, better, better late than never. Yeah, even by my standards, and I am famously sometimes slow to hop on the bandwagon, but then when I do, I go full full ball. Um, what I remember as well is my complete contempt for it in the nineties, and just didn't want a bar of it. You know, even though it was right in my wheelhouse, and I would have loved it. Nineties Dave, a little bit stoned, a little bit nihilistic. You know, a little bit too cool for school at times. Uh, was just running away from that show. You know. And then it turns out, all these years later, more mature, wiser head on his shoulders, more settled at the crease, realises <laughs> what he'd been running away from was exactly what he wanted. You know? Poignant. That happens. That it happens. happens. Man. It happens, dude. Someone was saying something the other day. It was today during flashbacks. And, um, you know, Linda West, the big deal they make of her love with uh, um, Wally. And there's this scene where Neron... Uh, races the love for each other. And I said, really, at the end of the day, you know, all this sappy shit about Linda, like, he's still Flash, he's got all his powers. Couldn't he just walk away from it? And I quoted Heat, nothing you can't walk away from in 30 seconds flat. You know? That's it, man. If you were Flash with all those powers and this chick walked on you, I'd be like, okay. The party's still rolling. What do you think, Rich? Uh, well, you know, as they say, you know, love makes people do irrational things. Yeah, but it got, it gets erased, dude. In the, in the comic, it's erased, and I'm saying he could still continue on and be absolutely fine. I'm sure. Well, again, you uh, that's what I'm saying. You you saying that's the rational thing, and I'm saying that he is not rational. He's but he doesn't not. have the feelings, man. They're gone magically, so there are no feelings, and, and they end the relationship. And I'm like. I think he could have continued on and be fine. Like, uh, there's I always don't know. Else. I mean, uh, on the bounce. I don't know. I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, you have to remember DC is kind of famous for its classic romances. Mm. Like, you know, there's not really any characters that aren't um, uh, a couple, in, in, if you think about it. I mean, Batman's one Batman. of the few. Batman. No, I was going to say, Batman's one of the few, but I mean, you've got. Wally West and Linda, you've got Barry and Iris, you've Ka- got Carl Rayner, um, Carl Rayner. Hal Jordan and Carol. Uh, well, Carl Rayner. Oh, they're up and all... down. They're up and down. Hal Jordan and Carol, they're up and down like you would No, believe. no, but my point is that they forever will be sort of known as uh. Hal and Carol, whether they're on, off, on, off. I've got one. I've stick. got one. Wonder Woman. Well, Steve Trevor. Oh, come on, dude. Sometimes he's on the scene occasionally these days, but rarely. Uh, no, but to be fair, he was on the scene all the time when back in the day, uh, he was a big part of her, her world. And then they kind of, you have to also remember a lot of times they didn't quite know what to do with Wonder Woman. I've got one. At the same time. I've got one. I've got one that you cannot beat. Comedian. One of my favorites. Uh, no, he just likes to rape women. Rorschach. Hasn't got anybody. There you go. See, I'm blowing you out of the water here. 
No, I, well, I said I, I, when I said DC, I meant the current DC. I'm not talking about offshoot stuff. I'm talking about DC, okay. like the. Superhero. I'm just going through my head. Plastic Man. Plastic Actually, Man? Plastic Man did have because he had a son. So yeah, but again, but dude, that's a liaison. Man. That's a liaison, my friend. Anyone can have a son. I'm not saying they can't have moments of intimacy. But and like, I'm not saying that every single DC fucking character has a woman. I'm saying <laughs> DC is famous right. for having couples. Sure. But I, More so than Marvel is. Like, Marvel characters Spider-Man? aren't really known Spider-Man, Mary Jane? For, for couples. Spider-Man, oh Mary God. Jane? I lo- Why do you always just give one example when I'm talking in generality? <laughs> Your exception doesn't break the rule. Captain America, what's her name? Sharon? Carter? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and Iron Man, who's, Iron his, Man, who's his love interest? Whatever the fuck her name is. I forget what her name is, the chick that Gwyneth Paltrow plays. I don't no, I don't is. think she's no. That's something from the movies. I think. <laughs> I don't even know what it name. Although at the at the moment, I think Iron Man proposed to Hellcat. So you know, Jesus, really, he's really struggling yeah. for form, then, isn't he? Um, Hulk's up and down. I mean, I, I actually, funnily enough, I I hear what you're saying, and I actually agree. I'm just I'm just having a bit of fun with you, Rich. Really, like, uh, you know, I was going through the DC Hawkman. Uh, he's up and down with Hawk Girl at times. Um, uh, sort of again, that was something a little bit more that John's brought into it, right? But I mean, again, for you talking decades of him, uh, uh, being with uh, Shaira. So, so I'm saying, yeah, that's that's the that's his normal one, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's his only one, really. Who else is there? A Catwoman and Batman, I guess. Well, well, these days, yeah. I mean, they've always it's always been those like people are like, oh, there's a thing, but then obviously it's become an actual proper mm. proper thing in the last what ten, no, five, six years. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, I forget what the original thing we we're talking about was, but um, it's an interesting topic. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, a lot of writers will give them a love interest on a lot of characters. Um, and then the next writer comes in and they give him a different one and stuff. Like Kyle Rayner went through the ladies during the 90s with um, Ron Mars and then various other writers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's good to have a love interest. And and some of them are embedded in stone, like Superman and Lois. You know, it's kind of like it's baked into the DNA of the character kind of thing. Yeah, um, well, what I was just meaning is I'm talking about like what these characters kind of from the inception, there's always the... There's always the romantic angle. Sure, and of course. For a lot of them, it's, it's always like it's the one character. That's why I said for Hal, we're like Hal was, and again, I'm talking, again, I'm not just talking recently. No. I'm talking about like in their entire existence. Sure, like it was always uh, Hal was always chasing Carol. Carol was always in love with Green Lantern. You had Superman and Lois. You know, Lois was always chasing. I've Superman got a question. I've got a question stuff. for you. I've got a question. Uh, in classic Green Lantern, like I'm talking like maybe up until John's, okay, did Carol know that he was Green Lantern, like how was Green Lantern? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, because uh, she obviously, she also became... Uh, Star Sapphire. Star Sapphire. I was never sure if her mind was kind of wiped when she was, after she was Star Sapphire. I always found that confusing, like... No, no, she she knew he was uh, um, right. uh, Green Lantern. Okay, um, cool. That's why she also mourned him when he turned evil and died and all that sure. sort of stuff. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you make a good point. I forget what the original point was, actually, that we were even talking about to start off the That DC likes their couples. Yeah, I, yeah, not really that not not really that controversial a comment for me to sort of go into debate mode. But sorry, Rich. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey. We're... Sometimes you just you 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 you, just, you say, let me just see what this heel's like. <laughs> I was just like, 
passionate defense of it. But then I'm like, yeah, I think that's about right, really. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like this heel anymore. <laughs> now, um, uh, big news. A new planet has been found in the closest planetary system to ours, and it's the second planet in the same solar system. And for me, alien life... I think we're going to see it in our lifetime, man. I think we're going to see alien life on another planet in our lifetime. I don't think we're going to see an invasion, uh, although fingers crossed... Um, but I, I think we're, I think we're going to see, like, we're going to see, you know, operating machinery, spacecraft, that kind of shit happening, you know, maybe aeroplanes, et cetera, that kind of stuff, uh, inside our lifetime reach. And I think that's going to be absolutely amazing. I can't wait. You know. Fair enough. I, I don't think anything will happen in our lifetime. Oh, what or if maybe, we see maybe, maybe, or may, maybe at the end of our life, sure. I can hang on. I can fucking hang on like you wouldn't believe just grimly to life. Like, you barely, I, I already am. I've got one finger on the fucking rail, you know. But, like, seriously, if we see this, like, images of a dead planet circling a sun and you see the aspects of devastation laid out across it and the, and the camera's just panning across it, and it's like these people have been dead for millennia, but they were there. Why do they have? To, why do they have to be dead? I'm just painting a dramatic picture, you know. Because remember, there was that pre- that previous thing about how we're filled, the, the the skies are apparently filled with dead civilizations. I'm saying, okay, so this one's dead. You see, like, oh, massive, you, you you mean that science fiction that, that the scientists go with spacecraft right? like crash landed. Everyone's just like, wow, yeah. And it's like, yeah, that could happen to us if you don't wisen up, human race, which we won't. You know, it could be all it could be all over in six months if Russia Ukraine kicks off. You know, it could be all over, man. Again, Humans have this this bizarre thing where we 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 always just assume that everyone's like what more advanced than us. What if we are the most advanced species in the galaxy? Maybe. What if what, everyone what, else is behind why, us? Why should we be though? What? Why should we be? Why can't we? Well, I mean, because there are so many civilizations out there. But why do why do we automatically assume that like it's almost like you look at any science fiction writing in and whatever we always seem to be like oh we're the cavemen in space like yeah, every just... other race is like so much more advanced than us and stuff and I'm like what if we are the most advanced maybe that's why we haven't discovered life maybe because we are the most advanced and everyone else is still cavemen on their planet no I think it's the technology is only getting to a point now where we can really reach it because they all get it from the vibrational. Uh, wobble of the planets uh, or, or of the sun actually that's that's how they do it they they judge they can realize the suns that they're studying move ever so slightly like and i mean really slightly because of um other planets circling them you know how we have you know planets in the solar system that's how they do it they target in with these telescopes on um a slight vibration of the different suns and that, and then they can go further and study into the solar systems and stuff i think it's pretty cool um, I don't it's know. cool. That just still doesn't prove why we can't be the most advanced. Well, we could be, but like, like what? But, but like, why? Well, when, when there's no god-given right for us to be the first. Uh, like, you know, dinosaurs were around for hundreds of millions no, of years. But there's, but there's nothing that says that we can't be either. Sure, but like, why do we always put ourselves down? I'm not putting <laughs> why, ourselves down. What? What? It's like, oh, we could never build a pyramid without the help from aliens. We, oh, no, we, we could. could. Never, we could, you know, but like I, no, I, but I'm I saying, these people that turn around, like who think that like we are just so barbaric and sure. aliens are so more advanced than us, I just go, no, why, why, why do you just automatically assume that? Why do people automatically assume that? Let me ask you a question. Um, I hear your point. I mean, it's a, it's kind of an endless point because we don't know. But I just look at on the, I look at on the scheme of probabilities. Like the probability of us being the only life in the universe is, you know, extremely low. When how many planets there are, etc. 
And then I look at the probability of us being, you know, not only most advanced, because that is, a, you know, a subjective judgment, but oldest, say. And if you look at it, it was it was kind of like the comet crashing in, ending the dinosaurs, which started our ascent. So that kind of similar situation could have had, and dinosaurs around for hundreds of millions of years. I don't know how many, but hundreds of millions, you know? Something could have happened in the time period before the dinosaurs ended here on another planet. We don't know. So I just look at it like that. The, the probability of us being the absolute best of all time, I think is reasonably low. I mean, I don't care. It's not really a, a concern. Um, I don't know. We're fairly advanced for what we are, I think. But yeah, here's I, my question. I, I'm just saying. I'm. I'm just saying. We should. We need to. We need to think a bit more higher of ourselves. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm going to make a comment to you. Do you not feel that humanity, at, in its core, is quite barbaric? I think. I think. You know, we're not that advanced. I mean, technologically, yeah, sure. Uh, no, I, 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 I agree with you that yes. But what am I? My what I have a problem is, why do we always assume that the other aliens aren't also yeah. at their nature barbarians or violent or, I totally or, or think shitty they could like be. us? That's what I'm saying. Like, why is it always like humans are portrayed as this, oh, you're animals and, mm. and oh, you're, you know, you're savages. And I'm like, but why do we always imagine, why do we always assume that a, an alien race would be that much better than us when it comes but to there's like plenty of or... pop? There's plenty of fiction where the aliens are not benevolent. Plenty. I mean, there's plenty of like War of the Worlds yeah, know, where that, it all started. Yeah, but again, that's those are those like oh, you know, humans overcoming the aliens. But I'm just saying, a lot of like people always theorize that mm. the alien races are just better than us. Sure, We're more more benevolent. Yeah, yeah. And I just go, I don't necessarily buy that. Why? I don't, I don't buy that at all. I think that I think there there's going to be all sorts out there. You don't know. There's going to be some species that, that possibly are more. It depends on the conditions they grew up in. Depends on. However, they ascended, what they survived. It's hard to know. Um, we haven't had a nuclear accident to an extent that it's wiped out our civilization and we've, we've had to rebuild from ashes yet, like globally. You know, I know it's happening in you know, various parts of the world, but we haven't had that kind of thing. And if we did, I think it would be fairly horrific and it would scar the civilization forever and we never really recover. Um, yeah, I, I certainly think that if a fleet of aliens showed up, there's absolutely no fucking... I think there's a very low chance that they'd be there for purely benevolent reasons, you know? They're probably looking to farm the world, basically. Agreed. You know, that's how I view it anyway. But, I mean, you don't know till it happens. But even if you couldn't... Because like, I think the biggest problem is just the sheer distance. So I think what's more likely is we will establish there's other planets... For holding life, but it's still so far away that it, that it's it's more of an observational thing. Uh, I think that is likely in our lifetime. Not likely, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm hoping that happens in our lifetime. Is what I'm trying to say. I think well, that could happen. See. Yeah, man, I, I'd be I'd fucking dig it. Like that would change shit up a I, lot. I certainly know you would. <laughs> that would change shit up a hell of a lot, man. You know? Could you imagine the game would just change? It would flip. You know. Do you it think would be fascinating. Do you think we're in any danger with Russia-Ukraine? Well, it was, uh, someone at work mentioned that it could be all over, and I was like, wow, okay. That that that, that spun me out a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I, as I said, I, I, I don't think anyone really wants another world war, and no. so I just think a lot of it is posturing, uh, you know, seeing what they can get away with before they have to say, okay, 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 mm. you know. Sleepy so, Jojo you know, made I, a... I, 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 
Sleepy Jojo made it for once in his life, made a comment that I thought made sense. Someone asked him what it would take for him to put American troops in there if Russia invaded, and he said, there's nothing that would make me do it because the second Americans and Russians are firing at each other, that's a world war, you know? Oh, yeah, because then China's going to get involved yeah, and yeah. North Korea's going to get involved. That's why I said no one really wants a, no. a, a world war again. And so, you know, everyone's just trying to see what they can get away with, like exactly. see how much they can inch forward without saber rattling setting off the bomb saber rattling and and russia's hoping that eventually they can drop the hammer and get away with it kind of thing you know yeah of course yeah yeah they'll they'll try and get away as much as they can without going like full-on yeah war you know even if they've got to steal it piece by piece (laughs) yeah definitely yeah um now oh man that's fascinating stuff wow i'm already loving this show rich a lot of gold so far uh deadpool creator co-creator i should say um Rob Liefeld, confirms that Doctor Strange 2 leaks. Uh, he says the film is being tested heavily um, right now, and he says, you know what I want to see? I want to see the break in case of emergency moves. You've got him behind glass. All the Fox Marvel shit is there. Break all that glass. Bring it all in. We want that. I love Tom Cruise. If you're in it for 90 seconds, I'll see it three times, okay? You want me to see it th- six times, you bring in some of that Fox Marvel stuff in. And actually, I know it's on some level, some of it is already there. I have just revoked every, every one of my Marvel passes just got revoked. So Rob Liefeld, as always, talking it up. Um, I mean, this, this, this guy is like such a hype merchant. He's like a way inferior Stan Lee. Um, oh, it's just, I was literally just about to say he's a, he's a poor copy of yeah. Stan Lee when it comes to being the, the hot dog vendor. <laughs> he really is. Like, it's like, I don't know, he's doing, he's trying to do what Stan did, but like, he's making it look worse. But do you believe him? I mean, it sounds like he's seen a movie. Uh, it sounds like he's seen something, or is he operating just purely on rumour? Oh, gosh. I mean,. That's a tough one because, I mean, if they are using Deadpool or something like that, they may have brought him in, mm. you know, um, for for something being the co-creator and all that. So, I mean, maybe. I mean, but so he strikes me as a shit, he man. strikes me as a very sort of loose-lipped kind of guy. If someone's told him something, he's told him something like Chinese whispers kind of thing. Have got to him. Um, uh, yeah, look, that's also plausible as well. I mean, you got to remember, I, oh. I mean, this is we we're talking about Marvel here, who who literally did not want anyone to know that uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were in the movie. Sure, so, but it was heavily leaked. It was heavily leaked. I mean, yeah, but again, there was never any confirmation, and you know, they never ever marketed it or advertised. Yeah, but slow down, They did. They even digitally removed them from like yeah. the trailers and stuff and all that. So I'm just saying, like, they obviously want to keep stuff close to their chest. But stuff so, gets out yes, these days. Either Rob is is he's he's spilling something that he's not supposed to, or he's just talking shit because he's a, a spin merchant and he wants you know I don't know maybe he wants some more Deadpool stuff. He wants some two seconds of fame. What do you think the chance? Because one of the heavy rumors was Professor X being in it. Another rumor was uh, Fantastic Four, a member of them perhaps like uh, Mister Fantastic turning up in it. That kind of thing. I think that was one of the big rumors that a member of the Fantastic Four and also Professor X were going to be in it. I think that'd be cool. I mean, you know, it makes me want to yeah, watch it. Yeah, look, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of like, um, I, I kind of hope that they're not going to really milk this multiverse stuff too much. I'd prefer that they did it sparingly. Sure. Um, hopefully this might be the last, you know, once, we, once we're once done with the, the multiverse of madness, maybe they'll 
you know, tone it down a bit and, and you know, only use that, you know, because, again, you know, you've got Spider-Man with the multiverse, now you're going to have Doctor Strange with the multiverse, you know. Um, Flash. I'm just, I'm just hoping that they're not going to be milking this, like, oh, let's just, you know, fucking get all the multiverse going because I like, I'd be like, I, I also want some cool stories, like just standalone cool, yeah. you know, stories about a character or something and their nemesis like you know i don't want an all multiverse so um all look, multiverse I mean, again, all the time well i don't know that look they could they could just use this to just do some fan casting because mm. it won't be permanent yeah you know so like you could be like hey, hey tom we just want you to be iron man for like two minutes um you know just because it'd be cool and, but it's never going to, you know, it's not going to be a thing. And, oh, hey, let's get so-and-so to come and be a F- Mr. Fantastic or, or something because we can just have fun mm. and, and use, you know, just use people that maybe people have been speculating or wanted to see for years and all mm. that sort of blah, blah, blah. Just have a bit of fun in that. Uh, and then later they'll go back and actually properly make a proper Fantastic Four movie with a proper cast. So who knows? I don't know. As I said, like, they're going to keep this multi of stuff close to their chest like they did with Spider-Man, so... They're going to try to, yeah. And um, look, I mean, when does this movie you know, come out, man? When does this movie come out? Do we do we have a rise? Oh, it got it got delayed, so might not be towards the end of the year. Okay, all right. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I mean, I I am actually looking forward to this thing. I I, I just sort of like, I mean, I don't really care. I'll be honest. I couldn't give a shit about Doctor Strange at the best of best of times. Oh no, um, sorry. It looks like it may have been pushed back to 2022. Oh really? It is 20... May 2022 for us in Australia. Well, that's this year. Oh, shit, it is 22. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, so it's, that's this year. So, <laughs> Sorry, well, man. <laughs> yeah. No, that's I've been okay. working too hard this year. I was going to say, that's, yeah, no, that's all good, man. Um, yeah, well, okay, so it's May. All right. And I yeah. believe um, I, I had Adam on um, basically this, this week. Uh, today and he was saying that the Batman I think comes out uh, towards the start of March so it's not far away either um, the Robert Patterson so there's a couple of big 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 blockbusters that are headed our way pretty sh- pretty soon I'm, I'm looking forward to it man I just I just made a purchase X-Men Inferno, Inferno Omnibus Rich purchased oh nice, nice. yeah uh, look I'll be honest with you I, I'm more excited for the when I say excited I'm just you know, comparing to, I'd much, I, I'd rather go watch Doctor Strange two than the new Batman. Yeah, man, I'm definitely looking forward to the Batman. I mean, that's no surprise at all. But that is the character itself more than anything else to do with the movie. That and Matt Reeves. Although I, I do have some significant reservations about the Batman from what I've seen, but I am looking forward to it. Doctor Strange, uh, really, frankly, I like Liefeld's right. It's only the multiverse stuff and whatever they're going to bring in that's really interesting to me. I couldn't care less about Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange, like the best of times. I, I find both of them painfully dull. Uh, I find Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, like I find him dull. I, I think it's a. I think it's honestly, his performance is just so bland to me. I, I, I think it's almost not even acting. I really. I yeah. I agree with you. But I would still rather watch that than the new Batman movie. No, I know. You, you're not feeling that. <laughs> now, Flash, I slightly soften on Ezra Miller's Flash. I'm looking forward to that um, with all the multiple Batman and all the stuff that's happening there. I am looking forward to that. Do we have a release date on that, Rich? Can you Google that to find out when the Flash is coming out? It might be in December, I think. I, I, don't, I think it's still a fair way away. Um, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, it's listed as 24th of November in the US, so yeah. could be, oh, well, so could it's... be late November, December for us, maybe. Uh, more likely it'll be only a week delay, I bet. I bet. I think it'll be out within the week here. 
Uh, anyway, regardless, um, so in November, so we've got ba- the Batman first, then we've got Doctor Strange in May, we've got uh, Flash in November. Okay. Not bad. Material for the signal. Well, again, I'm only interested in seeing that Flash movie for my kid, so... Well, Richard, you're going to have to see them all for the show. So, you know, just get ready. All you need to do is put your professional hat on, slide into the cinema, uh, watch it. That's it, man. Come on. I really don't want to watch that Batman movie. Well, you're going to have to for the show. You're going to have... You're, really, you're a professional. I really don't want to watch that Batman movie. Oh, come on. Why really not, man? Don't. Just slide into the fucking cinema and watch it. It's not going to be you, that bad. Do you, do you want me to kill myself? Well, uh, no, I don't want you to kill yourself. Like, don't pull the trigger. But I mean, you can have the gun in your mouth. That's what I will do to get out of watching this movie. Jesus, I don't want you to. (laughs) See, that's dark. People say I'm dark, and Richard's like openly threatening suicide. That's how much I don't want to watch this movie. All right. Well, maybe you don't have to watch it, and and I, you know, I'll be on it, and then I'll give my review, and we'll see how we go. Now, uh, we're we're getting towards. We're not there yet uh, in terms of Fedathon, but um, before this week's. Uh, Boba Fett finale. Uh, our, our fucking favourite Star Wars, I guess, author Chuck Wendig. This guy's a f- he's a fucking tool. That guy. Anyway, he came out. Um, he is taking issue with the lack of credit on Book of Boba Fett for Cobb Vant, who I believe is the sheriff played by Timothy Oliphant. Am I right, Rich? Yes. Okay, and and Cobb I Vant. do agree. It should be there. Um. So he's casting a bit of shade on them um, that they're not crediting him with that. And, and I mean, they should, I, I think. You know, he did create the character, I assume. What do you think, um, uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, I, you should get credit. Um, That's all I'm saying. But, I mean, but but at the end of the day, as long as they pay him royalty checks, I mean... Mm. I mean, look, I, I don't know. I mean, Star Wars is a little bit different than, obviously, like the Marvel and the DC stuff. Mm. You know, it, you know, Star Wars always says based on, you know, characters and shit from George Lucas. Like, that's right. what pops up every time. So oh. uh, maybe they just do that a little bit differently where they don't, like, do the credit stuff for characters because it's, at the end of the day, this is all George Lucas. It's all George Lucas's playground kind of thing. creation. So maybe okay. that's the focus. And then you just get your royalty check or whatever. So, I mean, as long as you're getting this royalty check, mm. I mean, okay. I've got a question. I've got a question. This might be a stupid question. Um, you know, Larry Kasdan wrote Empire Strikes Back, right? Yeah? Um, with George Lucas. Yeah, with George Lucas. Yeah. yeah. So with someone like Boba Fett, who gets the credit on that? Is it all George or does Larry Kasdan get a get a credit? So I believe all the characters are created by George. Right, because he, he wrote sort of the treatments for everything, didn't he, back in the day? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and Kasdan sort of came into like, Tweak, tweak, get a polish, and all that. But I, my understanding is that like pretty much all the characters are created by George Lucas. Yeah, it was just look, purely just a question. Um, but anyway, but uh, look, this is this Chuck Wendig. He's gone on some real rants on Twitter, Rich. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I've caught him a couple of times myself, just randomly. He he is a guy with just like let it burn philosophy kind of style. Like he is. Well, um, he's got a, he's got a massive chip on his shoulder. I mean, he did get what? fired by um, Marvel and Star Wars. Right. Oh, I see. That's why. Because, yeah, I've seen him a couple of times just off the leash, like you wouldn't believe it. I'm like, well, isn't this guy like, I don't know. It was just, it just felt like it was uncensored, sort of like, sort of hatred sort of spewing from him. Like, and I was like, I was like, wow. You know what? I I think he should be, I think he should be counting his blessings that one of his characters actually made it into Star Wars and is now like a fan favorite. Because can I tell you something? His writing is atrocious. 
I tried to read Star Wars Aftermath when it came out. I found it unreadable. It was, yes, it was unreadable. It was awful. So yeah. I think he yeah. should count his lucky stars that even though he's been fired by them, mm. that at least he has a character. Mm. And as I said, I will definitely back him if he's not getting into royalty, like sure. uh, checks for the use of the character and all that. But sure. at the end of the day, I believe George Lucas will mainly get most of the credit. Yeah, like, and rightly so. I mean, he created the world. He created it. He set it all up, blah, 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 you know, like. Yeah, so again, but uh, it could be different under Disney. I'm not too sure. But uh, I, as long as he's getting his royalty checks, mm. I don't really, it's not really, I don't really care if he gets like credit. No. Like written on there. I mean, uh, as long as when Arcee is credited or something like that, that's fine. But uh, he's a terrible writer, so honestly, he should really count his blessings that he, he, uh, yeah. he now has a popular character in Star Wars. Honestly, he should count his blessings that he also got to write the first couple of novels when they brought Force Awakens out because those books sold huge. And um, and I, I mean, I bought Aftermath thinking, oh yeah, I want to read all about this, Rich. And I was like, I, I honestly couldn't. I'm quite the reader, as you know. Like, I mean, I, I've read some fairly challenging texts, but I was like, this sucks. Like... No, it's, yeah, it's really bad. It's yeah. really bad. Yeah. Anyway, um, now, f- following up on um, Neil Young, is back in the news, um, he tells Spotify employees to quit before it eats up your soul. To the workers at Spotify, I say, Daniel Eck is your problem, not Joe Rogan. He's, talking, he's going after the CEO of Spotify. I will say this about Neil Young... He is one of those guys, he's an old-fashioned hippie who just doesn't care, rich hippie, and he has always had an issue, Rich, with streaming. He hates streaming services. Well before this this controversy broke out, did you like it, Rich? I mean, this is a guy saying, he's always been about sticking it to the man, but now he's really, he's got an axe to grind like he wouldn't believe. Uh, I think I think he should take his own advice and just quit. <laughs> Rocking like, in the free seriously. world. Rocking in the like, free world, Rich. Freedom. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think too many people who listen to Joe Rogan actually give a shit. No, I agree. Or is on Spotify. I mean, I mean, you look at the amount of listeners that Joe Rogan gets on a daily basis. Mm. It blows every person, every podcast, everything out of the water. Even signal. So even signal. Sadly, yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I will say this: if they think Joe Rogan says some controversial shit, they should tune into Signal every now and then. <laughs> like they're hauling, wow. they're hauling Joe Rogan over the coals, like, like you know, I don't know, like he's personally committed murders. Well, you know, the problem is we live in a world and a society now where everything is controversial. I totally agree, and like, I'll be honest: I've listened to Joe Rogan and quite enjoyed some of his interviews. So I've done a Joe Rogan hate or anything. You know, yeah. I just like. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, I'm not a, I'm not a hate fan. I'm not a, a fan either. Uh, yes, yeah. I have watched the occasional one or listened yeah. when there's someone on that I yeah. am interested. Like I watched his Quentin Tarantino one and all that. So I will if he if he has someone on that I am interested in listening to, I will tune in. But I'm not one of those like I don't tune in every like day and listen to no, everything. I mean, it's only. I've probably listened to like maybe five or six Joe Rogan podcasts in my entire life or his entire like run. It's similar so, to I, me. I'm not a massive fan or anything, but uh, he's popular, man. And and yeah. people like him because he's he's even handed. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, and, and the funny thing is, this dude is like super left. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I like, mean, he's actually not a right wing nut job, you know? He's never even voted Republican his entire life. Yeah, so it's funny. He's only but... ever voted Independent or Democrat. So, but I will say this. Our... 
I will say this. That was what Neil Young's also saying. He's saying you really want to take a look at the streamer who's ripping the artists off and giving them, in his words, poor sound quality. It's Spotify. It's Daniel Ek. Like, Neil Young's not... not he's, he's fine. He, he said, I've never even listened to Joe Rogan. My issue is with the streamer and with the head of it. Like, you well, know... that's odd because he was attacking... <laughs> Yeah, that was a couple, Rogan lost me, that was so. a couple of weeks ago, though, man. You don't understand yeah, yeah. the thing. The thing with Neil Young is he's a restless artist, man. Who he's worth a lot of money, and he doesn't care. He says what he thinks. I, I like that about Neil Young. He's that kind of guy. Like I said this to my mother: if people are, are, are surprised that Neil Young is acting like an activist and kicking up, they've obviously never followed Neil Young. He's always been a grumpy guy. You know, when it comes to this kind of stuff, you know. He's always looked askance at the music industry and what it's done. And he hates, hates streaming services. He has, because he thinks that they're bad, set bad sound quality. And he's put his money where his mouth is. He tried to launch his own service. It didn't, it didn't pan out eventually, but he spent a lot of time and money on that. This is a guy who backs a lot of causes. He's someone who actually, he walks the talk. You know, and well, I, I remember. Uh, well, a lot of people have pointed out that years ago mm. uh, he was anti-GMO, and he, he was spread a lot he of was. Um, yeah. uh, false information and <laughs> and narratives about that stuff. You know, he, he had a big thing about it. GMO, for those who don't know, refreshes, which is something to do with like big pharma in in isn't it or big farms or something in in the states? Is that right? I don't even really know what it it's is. A, it, it's, yeah, it's a labeling of food. Right. Okay. It's a GMO labeling of food, basically. It's basically telling you what you know, uh, what's safe for consumption and all this stuff, uh, and stuff. And it's obviously come out that uh, years later, that GMO is not a threat to human health. Right. I do you recall know, he had yeah. a big thing about that. And like, he's Neil Young at his essence. He is, in a weird way, he has a lot of that protest kind of vibe in him. He always has had that. Like he just. That's his vibe. He's a little, always been a little. He's never really been mainstream, popular, but never a mainstream kind of like doing. He does, a guy who does his own thing. A guy who spent a decade in the eighties doing his own things that were extremely non-commercial, just because that's what he wanted to do. He was unhappy with his label, but I mean, he's also created some perfect music and great music. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's. I, cool I, I, I keep the I keep again the art from the artist. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, nothing about him being an idiot stops him from being a great artist. Yeah, I don't think um, he's an idiot either. I think he's a man of strong, strong... I think he's one of those guys who's... And also, don't forget, he's got Daryl Hannah in his corner, I, I swiss, whispering sweet nothings, and she's a flat-out, like, you know, she's about as left-wing as you can no, get. Well, sorry, when I say he's an idiot, I mean, like, he's a person that's pointing at Joe Rogan saying, oh, he's spreading harmful misinformation, Sure, but yet he did the entire tour and album... <laughs> Um, lambasting GMOs with false information. Right. Like, yeah, sure. as it turned out, everything that he was saying about them was incorrect. You oh. know, they were telling telling people this was a massive threat to their health, going to kill them, all that sort of stuff. Mm. You know, and, and GMOs stuff where they basically, um, you know, they can actually like amplify stuff. You know what I mean? Like enrich golden rice with vitamin A. Right. You know, like, it's uh, uh, so a, what my point is that he's an idiot in that. I don't think he realizes how misinformed he is. Yeah, the iron. Yeah, no. Well, that <laughs> you I, know look, what I mean. Like, yeah, but by no means every time Neil Young throws a dart at the board is he hitting dead center. No yeah. way. Yeah, he's he's often throwing. I, I, I just was, like, I just thought it was funny that you know that is ironic. He's he's the person saying oh misinformation when he was literally 
doing. I'm not that surprised. I'm not that surprised. I followed Neil Young for a long time. He's he's often had some pretty sloppy takes in his time, you know. Mm-hmm. But he's that kind of guy. He takes a shot. I like it. Um, keep but on. You know what? He's in the news now. He's getting some pats on the back, and uh, yeah. you know he's going to keep that. I think he's it, keep that uh, train going. I, I think he's getting. He's he's kind of one of those guys. Like he, I don't think he's the guy who sits around thinking I got to get back in the news cycle. But I think he's one of those guys that when he does get a moment. He he doesn't mind, you know, playing the the turn kind well, of. Oddly thing, enough, I, mean. I believe he has a tour coming up. <laughs> oh yeah, but Rich, I don't think he's. I, I look, you're talking about a guy who's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, I yeah, he's not hurt. He's not hurting for money. But I I agree with you. He wants to sell those stadiums out again. He wants to get out there and do keep on rocking in the free world. One of my favorite songs. I played on Signal about ten times last last um week. I did Hey Hey My My. Do you know that one? Hey Hey My My. Rock and roll will never die. Do you know that one, Rich? Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, no, he's he's yeah, um one of my regrets. Even though I've seen Bob Dylan ten times and I love Bob, um, and believe you me, if Bob spoke his mind as much as Neil Young, it would simply be some pretty strange stuff as well. Like whenever Bob stumbles toward and and does like a little announcement, it's so cryptic and guarded. You're just like, wow, okay. <laughs> there was that time where he was like. Everything comes from the atom bomb. It's all the fear of the atom bomb. And then it was just like, okay, thanks, Bob. That was a few years ago. Um, now, what I was going to say was, so Neil Young, he tours a lot, but he is a self-indulgent artist. Like, he'll, he's one of those guys who'll play 80% of the new album on the on the concert. And frankly, I'm kind of like, yeah, thanks, Neil. Like, could we get rocking in the free <laughs> world? And, you know, comes a time. Now, but uh, 10 years ago, maybe 15, uh or almost 15, he did a Greatest Hits album, which was forced by the studio, anyway, by the by the label. It was great. I mean, it was just like 14 songs, you know, 14 of his best, most commercial, because a lot of his stuff is not super commercial. It's for the fans. And it was great. It was just, it was perfect. And he did one tour, and he said, this is the one tour where I'm going to play the hits that you always, everyone bugs, like, everyone's always like, play Heart of Gold, and, he's, and he doesn't play it. You know what I mean? Like, he's that guy. And he did the one tour, and he even said, this is the one time it'll happen. And he came to Australia on the tour, and it was a huge tour. I mean, the, he sells out stadiums, and he came out here, and it was, hadn't been out here for a while. He toured a lot in the 80s. Uh, he came out here, and I had to go away on a work trip. Unfortunately, I had tickets. My mum had tickets, actually. And I had to go away on a work trip and, and couldn't go to the concert. And I, was, I regretted it so much because it was like, that would have been the perfect concert for me because he was going to play all the hits off the album uh which were a lot of my favorites but you can't have everything but i've listened to i mean i i go well, on youtube but, but i both say he sounds like a guy that doesn't like to give fans what they want <laughs> oh you know he's a, yeah he's a that's what i'm saying he's he's a he's a prickly pair of a guy like he's not he's not a he's weirdly not a crowd pleaser in a weird way like he's a little um he's not fully self-indulgent but he's definitely not He's not Bon Jovi. He'll come out and play the hits. You know what I mean? Um, he, no, he'll do his own thing and go into like twenty-minute solos and stuff and be all over the place. And some, and some of his fans absolutely love it about him. Like he's unpredictable artist. He's one of those guys, man. He's a bit old school like that. He's a bit. He's from that sixties generation that where it's sort of like it's it's just a little bit different how they do things now. Moving away from Neil Young and telling Spotify employees to quit before it eats up your soul. Like, thanks, Neil. Imagine if you're a Neil Young fan and Spotify employee, you're just like, thanks, Neil. 
<laughs> like, thanks for forcing my me to this deal with the devil. Um, now, Russell Crowe joins the cast of the Spider-Man spin-off Craven the Hunter. Um, according to Hollywood Reporter, he will join the film in an undisclosed role. However, the outlet does note that members of Craven's family will reportedly play a key role in the project. We do recall the father from Craven's Last Hunt was mentioned a lot, I think. Um, lost his well, That When I read this, I was like, he's probably playing Craven's father. Yeah, I would say so. Also in this story, and I don't know if this has been mentioned before, he's playing Zeus in the next Thor movie, which I think is interesting. Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, 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 I believe so, yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, I'm pretty excited by that. I reckon I, I love it when Zeus gets involved in the, in the um, you know, Vikings and stuff, like, you know, kind of mm. Clash of Cultures kind of stuff. Didn't happen in the Legends, did it? Like, they didn't have crossovers kind of thing of the different gods back in the day, unfortunately. That would have been cool. You know, in well, what do you actual, mean, like, back back in the day? Yeah, back in the Legends of the day. You didn't have, like, the gods of Olympus visiting Valhalla or something, you know? Like, they didn't uh, merge those legends. No. no. <laughs> Would have been good. Would have been real good, frankly. Real good if you had that Well, kind of back then it was actual religion, Dave. It wasn't just sure. cool stories. Yeah, but it's all mythology, man. Like what we're, what we're reading It's mythology now, now yes, yeah, but it wasn't mythology then. It was, sure. it was religion. Man. I mean, what is it I mean with the aliens? Is that mythology or religion, or is that just crazy, Dave? That's just crazy, Dave. <laughs> That's tinfoil hat day. <laughs> I like the way that I'm like questioning you. Did Zeus visit the fucking whoever the other god the gods are in? I'm not even sure what the Viking god Zeus turns up like. Well, yeah, can I have some sugar? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're all burnt out on Olympus, man. Can we can we get a few Vikings? They all, they, they, they all go to God and be like, oh, I'm so sorry about Jesus. Yeah. It's just, it's a real tragedy what happened down there. You can't trust those pesky humans. Now, we've got um, Fedathon, the conclusion, the finale. I, my favourite episode, actually. In fact, I've enjoyed the last two or three episodes of the Boba Fett show more than I've enjoyed any of it. Uh, Boba Fett just keeps on taking just a backseat role. He, he has more to do in this episode, but um, it's just, what did you think of it, Rich? I mean, it wraps up. Let's let's focus on the actual episode first before we do our thoughts about the whole series. Did you enjoy this episode? Uh, yes and no. Oh, dear. Yep. Um, uh, I'm not a fan of uh, them killing off Cad Bane. I hated that. Um, I hated that with a passion. You know, because the, the, the reason I hate it, right, is because I, I think of it uh, for like uh, 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 people like you, right? Sure. You've not really watched the the animated series, no, no right? No, no, the so you're not really familiar with Cad Bane. So this character shows up in live action, and you go, "Oh, what a cool character!" Yeah, and then they kill him like in the next episode. Yeah, so. you kind of go, "Oh, fuck!" Whereas I feel like they should have saved Cad Bane to kind of be a thorn in Boba Fett's side. Mm. Until eventually he kills him. You know what I mean? But I just felt like, I understand people are going to go, oh, but he's from, yeah, but there's people like you who have never watched the cartoon. And even though you like the character, you're probably not going to go back and watch the cartoon. So no. I just feel like introducing him at the end of one episode and then killing him in the next episode, I just feel like it's a waste like um, Darth Maul. Do you know what totally I mean? Totally agree. I, I, in, I thought in the that movie. too. So yeah. I was very, very unhappy with that. Uh, another thing that annoyed me was I just hated how everyone had uh, Beskar plot armor on. 
Right, yeah, they could just take massive hits. Like, no one, like, except for the fucking poor uh, uh, Gamorreans, the piggies. Oh, yeah, they just got, they just No got one fucking violent. died. Yeah, like, like whatever his name is, Christanton or whatever his name is, took so many shots. Jesus. Oh, God, yeah. At, at, at some point, he, one point he couldn't walk, but then in the next scene, he's, like, running, and I'm just like, I just <laughs> thought you couldn't run. Like, I thought you were dying. I thought you um, were dying. Yeah, one second he was down, the next second know, he was up uh, and moving. Like. Yeah, they, look, they killed off a couple of those cyberpunks, but not the ones that actually have names and speak. How useless you know were those I mean? characters? They just feel... that. Did they oh, do anything? I hate them so much, seriously. They're but, so out of place. But, like, they didn't do anything. I know that the woman had a few lines, but, like, it just didn't feel like they ever did anything of any note. They were just cannon fodder and annoying. Yeah, I, said, I've, I hate that they have British accents for some reason. I don't know why. It just it just bothers me that they sound so posh and British. Yeah. Like, they're supposed to be, like, shitty cyberpunk gang on Tatooine. Like, why yeah. do you sound like a posh Brit? It's just I don't know. It, those those people bother me. I really don't like them in the in the in the show. Yeah. But uh, we finally got to see Boba Fett in action. Uh. Um, you know, and and we got to see him and Mando back to back firing all that sort of stuff, and that was cool. And of course, I kind of wish that they hadn't foreshadowed the Rancor so much. Yeah, the like, Rancor. Got a I wish there. I wish they had like like he got a Rancor, but I wish they hadn't mentioned that you could ride him. Yeah. Because then when he shows up with the Rancor riding, you would have gone, oh, my fucker. But once they said, I'm going to ride him, you're like, oh, I knew that that was coming. I've got a question. So I, would have, yes. I would have loved to be more surprised. I, well, I have got a very similar point. When uh, we had the showdown between um, Boba Fett and uh, Cad Bane, I said to Michelle even mm. before, I said, yeah, he's when Cad Bane goes, uh, no, Boba Fett goes, but I've got armor. I said to Michelle, "Yeah, Boba Fett's going to lose this gun, this 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 you know gun draw, and he does." And mm. I, like one, I felt that made it really obvious. Like I was like, "Oh yeah, don't worry, kids, he's going to lose, but he's got armor." That exactly happened. And then when he used the stick of the Tuscan Raiders, a cool moment to do it. I just thought to myself, "It's so corny." Like it's literally what they taught him. Like it's it's like when they put that in there. I sometimes hate they do it. Like. We're going to put this in there, and then it's going to pay off in the big fight, like, later on. Uh, I'd be a real surprise. And I'm just, like, far from surprised, I almost groaned. I'm just, like, it's so predictable. Uh, am I being harsh when I say that? But it just felt like it was really sort of corny. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that. I mean, yeah. I, to be honest with you, I was more fucking pissed off that Cad Bane died than actually paying attention to... I'm glad the, you're the, saying the, that. The, the thing behind the the stick and the sand people crap and all that, I was just more like, fuck off, fuck off, like the whole time I'm watching it. Yeah, I, and he's yeah, like yeah. shanking. I'm just like, fuck off. I'm like, no. Yeah. No, I agree Why with you. Why one of the best bounty hunters since yeah. like Boba Fett? Yeah. Like, you know, a really cool, because you know, this character is actually based on uh, uh, Levon Cleef. No, I didn't know that. The actor. Yeah. So, um, not, not, well, the, the, the character, the, the Cad Bane character. Yeah. Is is kind of based on Levon Cleef's character from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Yeah, right. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's where the inspiration comes from. Really? And he's a really cool, bloody character. And I just thought to myself, why? You've just introduced him to the live action. Yeah. Like, what? you can have Boba beat him and him get in a way. Yeah, and then should. at some point, you can obviously have Boba kill him, like in maybe season three or something like that. But, oh, God, I just, why would you waste such a cool character? Totally on this great. shitty show. 
I totally agree. I, 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 I wondered for a second, I thought they were going to kill Christiantian, and I was like, why would you kill him? Um, you know, what a waste. And then and then they did it to Cad Bay, and I was like, this is probably one of the coolest-looking characters in this show that you've just killed off with, no, you know, and I was just like, what an odd decision. That's all right. I was just like, really? Like, you couldn't have... Yeah. I don't know. I just I just felt that was a... I felt that was a mistake. And then I believe... Well, yeah, go ahead, Rich. I'm really hoping... Sorry, I'm just really hoping that he's not dead. He looked pretty dead, Rich. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm... But there's lots of times that he's looked dead. Like, you know okay, what I mean? right. Uh, like in in the cartoon show, there was always everyone always thought he was dead. Okay, and then and then he would pop up. So my hope is that maybe he like does survive. They think he's dead, and then he shows up again. You know, I, I'm just that's that's my hope. But uh-huh. I wouldn't. I'm not going to hold my breath. But that's my you know that's me. Go please, just let as, it be a fake out or like. The, there's a thing here. As far as the official canon is concerned, Cade Bane's status is unconfirmed because there are no indications of getting killed in any of the canon events. But that's obviously, I think, just before this episode. So I think that's referring to, you know... Of why he shows up in this, yes. Because yeah, yeah, he yeah, never yeah. died in the Clone Wars, yes. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, that, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't really... Um, I, I just think him and Boba Fett could have such cool interactions. He could always be the foil. Yeah. Like, every time something happens, there's Cad Bane on the other side. Always yeah. being that thorn in his side that he needs to overcome. I go, why do you waste such a great character? Yeah. In terms of his possible survival, uh, the book of Boba Fett, oh, it could reveal he spends time in a Bacta tank or gains cybernetic enhancements, blah, blah, blah. So they're doing like, you know, there are ways that, but it's just all speculation. Yeah, um, I've got to, yeah, I, I didn't enjoy that. I, I, I thought that was a that was a bad move. Uh, like, really this show, honestly, has been uh, like a bit of a mess. Um, not really well done. Uh like not very ambitious. Finally, it, like heavily reliant on the Mandalorian. Jesus Christ, did that? Did the Mandalorian prop it up? Um, but again, I'm like, at one point I thought it was Boba Fett. I thought, oh gee, he looks so much cooler with the armor on. And then I realized it was the Mandalorian, and Boba Fett was sitting there with the fucking helmet off again as usual. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, I just, I just feel like saying you rob Boba Fett of so much of his iconic look by taking that helmet off constantly, so we can see Tamora Morrison, like just fucking almost grinning. And I, I like, I've got to be honest, I don't think that much of how Tamora Morrison has played the character. I think he's done a very, you know, almost a piss poor job. Really, I, I n- nothing special. Uh, I don't know if it's his agent who just says the helmet has to be off all the time. Because I think it has made Boba Fett... Boba Fett is less cool because of this show, to me, really. Yeah, and and how cool is the Mandalorian because he's always got his helmet on? Yeah, way, way cooler. And he and and the actor is a reasonably well-known actor, Pedro Pascal, and, and he has the good, he has the voice. I'm like, it's enough. I, 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 I don't yeah. know, and like... Because I, I feel like when these characters take their helmets off, it should mean something. Yeah, but, but Boba Fett's taking it off all the time. No, but that's what I mean, like... There's only two times that the the Mandalorian has taken his helmet off, right? Mm. And and both of them were for the child. So sure. one he had to get into a, an imperial base, and yeah. so he had to take his helmet off to get in there to look like an imperial. You know what I mean? To yeah. he couldn't walk in as a Mandalorian. And two was when he said goodbye to the child. So those were. I mean, I wish they'd saved it for just when he was saying goodbye to the child. But I get it. I get it. But that's only two times in two seasons. Yeah. That he's taken the helmet off. But Boba Fett is literally not. He's you can probably count the now the times on one hand he's actually worn the helmet. Oh, that's ridiculous! You know, in an episode, it's just 
it's I don't know. It's you. Yeah, you take away from the character. Boba Fett's not an interesting character. I mean, if you had told me that he was going to come into town and this was going to be more like a proper gangster show, you know, like uh, him trying to take out the competition, you know, he blows up theirs, they retaliate, like it's a proper mafia, you know, war going on in the streets with Boba Fett trying to take over. I would have been happy with that. Mm. I'm okay with like a show with like Boba Fett still being kind of the bad guy. Yeah. You know, but he's he's fighting against other criminals and shit. So you can kind of get away with him being the bad guy because he's just better than the other bad guys in a sense. You know what yeah, I mean? It's just yeah. bad guys versus bad guys. But he was a bit more uh, cold and calculating and, you know, a little bit more violent. Like, you know, like not afraid to just shoot people in the back or some shit like, like Boba Fett's been known to do. Like Boba Fett has been, like been known to do. In all the fucking Boba Fett stuff we've ever seen, even in the extended universe, he's always been a bit of a badass, you know? Because, I mean, the, this Boba Fett is almost like the, the, the last of the Mohicans. You know, it's that the character that gets taken in by the noble savages yeah. and learns their way and, you know what I mean, and now he has honor and crap. It's like so, I was like, really? That's what we do with Boba Fett now? We're doing the last of the Mohicans type of shit? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, so it's, it's not, yeah, it's not a good, as you said, the best episodes were the last three. And when, when I say the last episode now, only really the, the bits that had the Mandalorian in were really cool. Mm. Did you like you know. it? I mean, God, it was a long fucking... I kept thinking, and Michelle said that maybe his little offsider might betray him. Fennec Shard, whatever her name is. And Michelle I said, was hoping for that, but no, it didn't. Yeah. Michelle said, what a stupid name. I said, yeah, it sounds so made up. There's a lot of names like that in Star Wars, though, that just sound like, you know, really made up, like Fennec Shard. Like, it's just a, such a bad name. But anyway, when she had her moment where she killed them all, I was like, cool moment, but Jesus Christ, it was a long build-up to give her a scene like that, wasn't it? Like, it was well, like... <laughs> But again, you see, this is another thing that takes away from Boba Fett. Yeah. Boba Fett sticking Cad Bane with the Tuscan stick mm. doesn't mean anything. If he had impaled the, the, the main Pike bad guy with the stick, because yeah. once Cad Bane told him that it was them that killed them, yeah. that would have been much more poetic, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, again, no, I, I, I don't know. I just, it's execution. I almost think, frankly, if I'm if I'm looking at that show... It's too cluttered at the end. You didn't need the techno fucking cyberpunks. They were just completely useless. Um, I question whether you needed... If the show had been done right, if you needed The Mandalorian, but the show wasn't done right, and you need The Mandalorian to prop it up. Um, I, I honestly believe they got the construction wrong a little bit. I think they did well with Christantian uh, being there. I think, But I, I actually think that if that show had been done correctly it wouldn't have needed the Mandalorian to be there in the final battle. But it was just so, like, here's the copy of Boba Fett who's now surpassed the original. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. And if I was going to call the show anything, uh, if someone said on Twitter a funny thing, the biggest uh, twist in the book of Boba Fett was there was no book. And I was like, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, the pussification well, I of think, Boba Fett. I think they meant book like laying down the law. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the book of Boba Fett. But it's, yeah, it's a stupid title. Like, it's a stupid as title. I said, I wish this had been a bit more mafia, like, yeah. you know, gangster mafia type of thing in the streets of, of like, you know, Moss Island. But I, I've got a title for it. Cool. I've got a title for it. The pussification of Boba Fett. <laughs> uh, fucking. That's what it felt well, like. It felt like, someone, what, you know. So, someone said he's not, uh, he's not Boba Fett anymore. He's Boba T. Yeah. Also, can I get, Michelle and I were saying our whole life we've said Boba Fett, but everyone in the show says Boba Fett. I noticed. 
Everyone's like Bova. Yeah, that's something I think that started with the Morrison, like his pronunciation right. of it, I think. Right, yeah, because all through the 80s, you know, because I was like Boba Fett. I always said Boba Fett. Now, I don't know if that's because I'm just a really bad Australian, but I, I, I mean, I know Solo, Han Solo calls him Fett. No, he calls him Boba. Like, he? Yeah, Boba, yeah. Uh, the, the, the one when he's blind, he goes, Boba Fett. Yeah, and then he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Fett's here, and he's like, "Oh, Fett. and then he fires the thing, and he goes flying into the yeah. He accidentally hits him, and yeah. he activates the jet rock and all that. So no, it was, but it started in the prequels because they had a lot of the Kiwi uh, uh, actors. Right, the Kiwi actors were doing the kind of the voices of the um. Oh fuck! It's going to come to me later. The the the, the clone, uh, the the, the aliens that were doing the cloning. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, yeah. The, um, Camino, Caminoans. Yeah, the, the guys um, on Camino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those the, guys. the long neck people, they were also Kiwis. They were doing the voices for that. Right. And obviously, so I think they were the, the, the guys who pronounced it as um, uh, Boba. And so right. it just now, it's it stuck like that now. It's annoying because everyone does it. Anyway, overall, I'm going to give the show 6.5 out of 10. What do you give it? I, you know, yeah, six out of ten. Like that seems pretty, pretty reasonable. I mean, I would say, like the last three episodes were certainly more, like, yes. definitely entertaining. Yes, but the the four before that was was it seven? There were seven episodes. Yeah, the four before that were pretty fucking dull. What like, did you think? instead of the cybernetic kids? Why couldn't we have Dengar? Yeah, yeah. What about some Jedi or something? I don't know. Something. Anything other than fucking Dengar. No, look, I, I'd, I'd like to keep it a bit separate. But yeah, I mean, Dengar I would like to see Dengar because in the legends, Dengar and him have a kind of like. Friendship. Not friendship, they? but like a. Alliance. Um, kind, yeah, kind of. Like, you know, they, 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 like, especially Dengar tends to help Boba out and all that sort of stuff. Well, so. Dengar is the one who helps him out of the Sarlacc pit, isn't he? Like, helps him recover from in, what I read. In Legends, yes. Yeah, in Legends. Yeah, he helps him come out. I don't know. Yeah, like, I'd give the last three, like, a 7 to 7.5. I enjoyed them. Um, I was going to say something else, though, but, yeah, I don't know. Oh, my know. God. Was... You know you know what just hit me now? Mm. If we had Dengar in it, that could also explain why he takes her to the, the cybernetics guy, because maybe he knew about the cybernetics guy because Dengar also has cybernetics. Yeah. And maybe that's where De- You know what I mean? So, again, you still have the cybernetic angle. Yeah. And you can still have cybernetics be a thing. It's just that it's around Dengar instead of these new shitty posh Brit wankers. <laughs> is Dengar the one with uh, bandages? Yeah, yeah, he has uh, the, the wrap around the head. Right, okay. And does he always have that, or is that just... Uh, I, I get confused by that. Again, uh, it's something to cover up his scars and his cybernetics and all that. Oh, I see. Right, okay. All right, well, um, yeah, interesting series, but I just feel like it could have been so much better. You know, and well, put it this way: I think the show has gotten everyone excited for Mandalorian season three. Uh, that's the best thing you can say about yeah. it. Yeah. Now, I had a question. I remembered it. What did you think about Baby Yoda leaving Luke to join up with the Mandalorian? Oh, okay. So this this obviously makes perfect sense. Now, I'll say something. This is it's it's people that's really been pissing me off lately, right? Oh dear. So everyone's complaining about <laughs> Luke. They're like, oh, I can't believe Luke made him choose. Oh, Luke's making the same mistakes as the Jedi with attachment or that. I'm like, yes, because that's how they fucking wrote him in the sequels, you dumbasses. Right. They have to write him like this now because that is how he is in the sequels. Right. 
He's a guy who made mistakes. He didn't train people properly. He followed the same mistakes as the Jedi with no attachments and you shit. Shall and know, no love. When, in shall legends, know, no, all that stuff. In yeah. legends, he didn't train people like that. In legends, he said, Oh, the Jedi made a mistake trying to forego attachments. What mm. we need to do is we need to train people how to deal with attachments. And he married what's her name? Mary Jade, yeah? Oh, all the Jedi could marry in his in the in the Legends continuity. That's how oh. they had more Jedi children, you know, more oh. more Jedi. They they had kids, they married, they had families because he decided it's not about saying, Oh no, you can't have attachments, you can't love. It's about this is how you deal with attachment. This is this is how you have to you know deal with th- being in a situation and your attachments and you you know you you've got to think of it like an adult. You know what I mean? So it's just so annoying that people are like. Oh, oh, I can't believe Luke's doing that. And it's like, you fucking idiots. They cannot deviate from the sequels. <laughs> Everything has to lead towards the sequels. Why? Did, this is why I kind of like, where people go, oh, wouldn't you like a, a Luke show? I'm like, yes, I would love a Luke show. But at the end of the day, it's just going to make me sad because I know that's where he's going to end up. And so they can't really do anything cool with Luke because he has to end up being a loser. But didn't it all go years. badly for him? In the, like, I'm no expert on the, the whatever you call them, the sequels, but it didn't all go bad for him when um, Kylo Ren, like Ben Solo, went crazy? Isn't that the turning point? No, but I mean, the whole point why it went so bad is because he was just as rigid right. with the training. He yeah. was trying to restore the Jedi Order, but exactly the way it was. Right, yes, I see. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's where... That's why I say they can't do anything cool with Luke because he has to follow and make those sure. and, and yeah. do it exactly to end up in, in that place in 30 years. So, no, yeah. I don't want a Luke show. Uh, a cool, I'd love to see Luke pop up every now and again because just I love seeing Luke, but mm. it still makes me sad at the end of the day because I know where he ends up now. I suppose so. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I hear what you're saying. But I guess 30 years is a long time too. Like a lot of stuff can happen in 30 years. You know, between... I, yes, I know, but my point is he's he still has to train the Jedi like that. Right. Like, I believe Ben becomes his first student now, so he's not going to do anything between now and Ben... Really? ...coming of age to train. Well, I believe Ben was his first student. I thought he had, like, a I little academy so. and stuff. Like, little, Yeah, little, I mean, he had more other students, but I think Ben became his, like, his first student. Uh, maybe. I don't, get I don't pay too much attention to the Disney... Oh. I always thought he had, like, shitloads of students, like, and was training all these, like, little Jedi to do little Jedi things all the time. You know? And then... I'll have, I'll have, a, I'll have a look, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, you're the expert. I've got no idea. I just assumed that he had, like, a school of, like, little Jedis, like a Professor X-style kind of system. No, so Star Wars confirms Ben Solo was Luke's first Jedi student. But he's the one who went bad. Yeah, and then he killed all the other students. But he was he was uh, Luke's first student. Well, he's already not because the Grogu is a student. No, because Grogu chose not to be his okay. first student. Well, remember, he says, "You will be my first student." But Grogu goes, "Now nah, I want the chainmail, bro." Gotcha. Well, yeah, you, you are right. I mean, they made extremely poor decisions with Luke Skywalker in the sequels, like terrible decisions that I think Mark Hamill hates as well, doesn't he? Like, and I don't well, he, he refers to that Skywalker as Jake Skywalker. Yeah. Because <laughs> he goes, that's not Luke Skywalker. I was like, I, everyone agrees with you, Mark. Don't worry. No, I agree with him. Um, now, we had its official uh, for Obi-Wan. Uh, May 25th premiere date has been set for the Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen-led Obi-Wan event series. The series is set a decade after Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. 
when Obi-Wan has gone into hiding after the fall of the Galactic Republic, Christensen returns as Darth Vader. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of heat on this show when it comes out. I think this this show could be absolutely massive. Rich, what do you think? Uh, for a pro- my feeling, uh, it'll probably be a massive disappointment. Really? I, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm not. Because you don't like what, I- Obi-Wan fighting Darth Vader again and stuff. As I said, for fun, for some reason, Disney just has this fucking fixation with ruining the the original. <laughs> like they just they keep wanting to add their own crap into it, and I'm just sorry. Like Luke and and uh, sorry, Luke, uh, Obi Wan and Darth ha- should have no meetings in the time that he goes into hiding. It would be cool to have them have a fight, though, man. That would be cool. I don't need it. I don't want it. I'd love it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, that, that never happened for the 30 years that I've been following he, Star Wars he and all the did, legends, and it's never, it's never, not something I've ever needed. He did leave it slightly open that he may have, may have fought in between Revenge of the Sith or the events of the Clone Wars and um, New Hope. It was, it was, there was some comment by Obi-Wan which made it a little bit ambiguous, I believe. You what know? comment? I think so. I think when, what's the actor who played him, Alec Guinness? I think he one of those. Yeah. I, I I feel that there was something in there where it's like there was the possibility that he might have seen Darth Vader before, you know. Uh, okay, I I don't know what line you're talking about. I can't think of a line that. Well, anyway, they're doing that, it, man. So uh, it's happening, you know. I know they're doing it. Disney <laughs> is is determined to. Just I'm looking forward to it though, dude. I want to see Darth Vader, man. I'm like fucking hell yeah, bring it on. Like mm. I, you know, like why not? Well, you know. Aren't you always like, well, I want to have Luke like flying around with his little Jedi pals? I'm like, yeah, I want to see Darth Vader fighting Obi Wan Kenobi. Like, bring it fucking on. Like, why not? No holds barred. Round two. I guess I just care about uh, story and continuity. My, my continuity, bad. it's all a grey area, man. We don't know what happened. It's like in these comics where they're like, this is set. Look, I'm just playing devil's advocate, but it's set between. Empire, you know, Star Wars loves doing this. This comics are set between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and they do all these fucking stories that are all made up in that timeline. This is just a story made up between Revenge of the Sith and um, New Hope in that grey area, you know? All the those... difference, no, no, the difference between that, Dave, is a lot of the, a lot of like novels and comic books were written in between the actual movies, not yeah. 30, 40 years later. Where they decide, oh, let's go back and ham fist some shit in there that doesn't make sense and breaks continuity. <laughs> but they do plenty of it, though, don't they? Haven't they always done that? Like Dark Horse Comics pumped out plenty of shit. That, that's all Actually, like, uh, no, no. To, uh, to, to be fair, um, Dark Horse didn't actually do that much in like the OT stuff and all that. I know um, Brian Wood. I know Brian did, Wood's uh, series was. I know Brian Wood's. Was no, 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 no. I, they had a series, but my point is they were not milking it as much as what Disney is doing now. Sure. They had like um, they had a lot of stuff said in the Clone Wars because that was the that was what was going on at the time. You know, with the com- the cartoon. Oh, fuck them hell yeah! They, and the movies yeah. that just come out and all that sort of stuff. Um, they did have the like the they did have a series like the Rebellion and stuff that was said, but a lot of the stuff they did wasn't actually tied to like. Um, the original characters. Yeah, yeah, side characters. Like, a, a lot of the stuff they did was, uh, they had one that was, he was like an agent of the Empire, and it was kind of his story, mm. and stuff that he did during that time, you know, the, the Old Republic comics. Like, they had, like, stuff, but it, it wasn't, yeah. like, 
it wasn't like it is now where I they're know, just like, know. oh my god, let's go in and fill every single little detail. I, I hear you, yeah. So I don't know. I just, I just, I, as I said, I don't like. I want to go forwards. Like, I want, I want new Star Wars stories. Do you know what I mean? I mean, mm. one of the best things, and this is why I loved my favorite books and stuff were all the stuff after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Because that was all new stuff. There was new characters. New law was being established. I'm not interested if insane uh, Obi Wan fight Darth Vader one more time. I don't need it. I want to see new characters. I want to see new stories. I want to see where it goes from there. Mm. Now, okay, that was now. I don't give a fuck now because I don't care where. Because I know where it goes now. <laughs> I know in the next thirty years it gets to the fucking sequels and it's shit. So I've lost interest now. But I'm just talking about. My favorite books to read. I always, I never bought any like the prequel stuff or or any like. I read all of the stuff that was about Luke Han and Leia after Return of the Jedi. Gotcha. Yeah. Having their kids, the new wars, the Uzong Vong War, all that sort of stuff. That was all great because that's all new. That's all fresh. There's nothing that's been retconned or, you know, retreaded or like played for nostalgia. It's all new stories. That's all I want. I just want new stories that's why i said i enjoy the mandalorian because it's new it's a new character oh. i don't know where it's going i don't know where but he what if into but what if dude but, but okay I, I hear you man and, and i tend to agree i've had this conversation with jimmy terzas where i say one of the things that i find almost eye-rolling about star wars at times is like a lot of their shit seems to be and this happened between this scene and this scene you know there's a lot of fill-in stuff and he just said that's a feature of the star wars but I was going to say this, Mandalorian, yeah, 100% a new character. And we all know that originally when Favreau pitched it, he pitched a Boba Fett show. And they said, no, we want this Mandalorian. Now, my point is, in Mandalorian... They did one thing right. <laughs> season 3, Mandalorian Season 3, there's going to be callbacks galore. Like, there's going to be, you know, you're going to have um, uh, characters showing up, like, what's the name showing up? Rosario Dawson's going to show up, I'm sure. And what if? Other... Uh, no, I don't think she will. I think she, her new her show will be coming out, so uh. her, she's going to be separated from then. Uh, I know that. I guarantee you, there'll be more of Katie Sackhoff and all that in in season three because they're really building towards the dark saber. Mm. Um, uh, that's obviously going to be coming to a head. Yeah. Um, and now he needs to go and find some. What was it? Some spring or something uh on the mandalorian planet to wash himself so that he can become a mandalorian again because yes. he took his helmet off so, he's going so i know I, I i see where season three is going and i honestly i don't think there'll be i mean there'll be some fan service in it of course they'll have some character you know just like they had you know yes rosario dawson pop up in the one episode they have you know uh you know they they obviously brought uh, boba fett in because he was going to get his own show mm. so you know they're setting that up but but what I'm saying is that I'm enjoying The Mandalorian because it's taking me on a ride where I don't know where it's going. Yeah. I you know it. what I mean? Like, I just I just want that. I just want to know where – I just want to go, oh, where, where are you taking me? Oh, I like that. Oh, I don't like that. Like, I just – I just – I don't – I just I just don't need an Obi-Wan show. I don't care. Mm, okay. Well, I mean, I'm looking forward in, to it. In my, brain, in my brain, he just sat on a, in, in the desert <laughs> waiting for Luke to grow up. That's it. That's, yeah, that's but all that like happened. The, but... Yeah, but I'm sort of like, but we can get a bit more advanced than that now. You know, we're sort of like, we've moved on a little bit from there. That's how I yeah, feel. But again, the problem with that is that you cause problems for the OT. But really? Do you? I mean, he he's always against the Empire, so everything okay, he does okay. will be against the Empire. Well, 
Okay, well, put it this way. Okay, let's say Obi-Wan and, and Vader fight, right? Again. Yes. yes. Are you seriously telling me that Vader is not spending every single resource to hunt down Obi-Wan once he knows True. that he's, he's still alive in some way? And then, again, then it comes to the line where he senses Obi-Wan and he's like, oh, this is a princess I have not felt for many, you know, a, like a long time. It, it means that they, he hasn't felt his presence for a long well, time. Well, this is 10 years. He's this surprised that he's feeling it. Now, why would he be surprised if he already knows that he's alive? Yeah, but this is 10 years have passed since uh, Revenge of the Sith. There's still another 20 to go before New Hope. So it's still many years. What? Luke is not 30. I, I believe that that's the case, man. I believe that's the case. No, Luke is not 30 in A New Hope. Well, I, I, saw a, I saw a comment the other Luke day. Is, Luke is 18 to 20 tops. Okay, well, I, I don't know. I, I saw a comment the other day that said the Empire lasted for 30 years in a comic. So, there you go. No, I can't. Ca- cannot be. Well, it was a line in the comic that I read. Well, that... the comic is wrong because Luke is not 30 years old in A New Hope. He's a kid. I guess so. He's, he's 18, 18, 19, 20 tops. True. Good point. Does Luke act like a 30-year-old in no, New no, Hope? No, no, no. I want to go to Power and Commercial Touchy Station. Exactly. He's a <laughs> petulant child. He's a teenager. He's like, I want to go in. Like, yeah, it's not a 30-year-old. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, the Empire literally only lasted like 20 years, mate. But I was thinking, could it be 20 plus the years between Star Wars 1 or New Hope and Return of the Jedi? I guess there's five years there, isn't there? Well, no, because uh, at the end of... Uh, actually, no. In fact, the his empire doesn't actually fully become the empire until A New Hope. Really? Because in the in the start of A New Hope, they finally say that they've abolished the Senate. Well, that's true. They do say that, yeah. So really, yeah, I, the empire really has not lasted that long. He only just abolished the Senate in in the start of A New Hope. So, uh, no, it's it's twenty years from Revenge of the Sith to um uh. To New Hope, maximum, maximum twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point, Rich. And you are right. And you do feel that that line of that abolition said that's something that George would have liked to have deleted in later years. You know. Um, well, again, George is always fucking trying to add and re- and again, he he causes just as many problems <laughs> as the other people. So <laughs> I, that's why I just don't like it. I just don't like it. Yeah, you don't like. It's it. the same. Like, in, 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 and George has done this himself, and this is why I said I'm not a fan of prequels. I'm not a fan of like trying to fill in the gaps because you 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 tend to cause problems because you either want to change something or whatever. But when when R two D two says he belongs to Obi Wan and Obi Wan's, I don't recall like he literally has no idea who R two D two and C three PO are. Mm, yeah, that's true. That's bullshit. He's known R two D two since fucking Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, didn't he build? One of them? No, Anakin built C-3PO. Oh, yeah. That's right, he did, yeah. yeah. Which I don't like either. I'm sorry. No, I don't. I, don't like I, that I, I think that's ridiculous, frankly, that, like, the big baddie Darth Vader, like, does he have amnesia? You know? <laughs> like, did the did the, did the the pain of what happened on, um, you know, was it Mustafa? Well, like, now, here, but you see, but this is where sometimes a good writer, and I'll give you an example, and this is in the Dark Horse comics, right? Mm. They did a little short story of... Um, uh, in Cloud City, right? Mm. When Han, uh, Leia, and all that are captured. And remember, they blast C- C-3PO and he, like, he's yeah. broken up into it's little broken. pieces. Yeah. There's actually a scene where like um, they bring, like they, they were like, oh, this is the droid and all that. And Vader actually picks up C-3PO's head, right? Yeah. And he's looking at it and he actually like puts the forehead of his head to the forehead of his helmet. 
mm. and then it shows you like a flashback. Yeah. And and um of him like building it and all that sort of stuff. And then finally when the trooper like goes, What should we do with it? So he goes, give it to the Wookiee. All oh, right. So he shows a bit of mercy. Big. Now again, a good writer, if you're working with what you got, can do it, but you know, it shouldn't have been in that situation to begin with. Like no. I'm sorry, but Anakin should not be the, the builder of the inventor yeah. of C three PO. It's just <laughs> As I said, I, I'm, just, I'm not a fan of prequels. I, people can disagree with me. People can love prequels. They want to see more. I get it. I understand. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't. No, I dig it, man. I'm not a fan of it. I dig it, dude. I like what you're throwing down. Now, the Batman, Richard, is forecasted to open in the $150 million range in the US. Uh, so, obviously, from the sounds of it, Rich, you may not be giving your money to an Australian domestic tally, uh, from what I'm hearing. You certainly don't want to suicide so at that point even i'm like jesus i know i'm member of a signal but i don't want to actually order richard to his death almost do i almost do i consider it but you know um now the movie and uh, richard i hope you've got your stock portfolio in order because the movie and gaming rights the lord of the rings and the hobbit are to go on sale for an expected two billion and amazon is in first line to buy um, so that they can then monetize the fuck out of um, the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings more than they're already doing with the Lord of the Rings TV show. Uh, what do you think, Rich? Apparently, Bezos is a massive Tolkien nerd. I was reading. Apparently, he's obsessed by Tolkien, so that's one of the reasons. Hey, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, most rich nerds are fans of Lord of the Rings, <laughs> yeah, or something sci-fi or fantasy. Um, who had the? Uh, well, yeah, the rights before was it Miramax? New Line no. Cinema, I believe, may have um, actually had them. I think they're the ones who do the Jackson movies. Um, oh, is it okay? So obviously they are letting their must be uh, thing expire, or then, yeah. or they're not going to try and get it again. Okay. Um, I mean, it makes sense. They're the ones doing the fucking uh, 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 streaming show. Yeah. So, I mean, it would make sense they want to snap it all up and. Um, uh, and get that cash cow going. I'm just, I'm just looking here. New Line Cinema. They were a division of Warner's. Um, yeah, I thought Warner Brothers may have been like an owner or something like that. I thought they were involved. They produced the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which became their most successful films to date, grossing over two point nine billion. Um, yeah. Anyway, interesting. Um, hmm. and they merged with uh, Warner Brothers, so we'll see what happens, man. But um. Yeah, I, look, I, I think Amazon, you, you've got a feeling, uh, have already sunk a potentially a billion dollars into the TV show, so why wouldn't they want to keep... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just keep on investing. Um, now, there was a lot of stuff, actually, speaking of the TV show, that came out this week. Have you seen the images from um, the Lord of the Rings TV show, Rich? A lot of... it came uh, out of I've some images, yeah. Okay, so... It's fully diverse cast. Uh, we've got a black dwarf wife. We've got, you know, um, Galadriel, but we've got like uh, a, a sort of a black sylvan elf is an original character who I think is going to be one of the POV characters. It sounded pretty interesting, man. Like I read a pretty detailed article about it and a lot of stuff about Galadriel. The young Elrond, I didn't really like the look of the young Elrond. He looks very young. Um, and, oh, man, it sounds fascinating. They talk about how Numenor is like a Glantis, um, you know, island in the middle of the ocean, and then you've got, like, you know, Mogoroth's been defeated, Sauron can't be found. Uh, it's all about creating the rings of power and everything. It sounds epic, man. It sounds really epic, dude. Um, I'm really pumped for it. But um, what do you think, Richard? You've got a picture of the Dwarven Lord 
um, you know, one who has the original dwarven rings and stuff, really has an epic scope to it, which I feel, you know? Uh, let's hope so, because uh, they've spent a lot of money on it, so I certainly hope it looks like it. I mean, as I said, there are times watching the Wheel of Time where I'm just like, really? Mm. I thought they spent a lot of money on it. So um, I'm hoping that the Lord of the Rings can at least look more consistent and... But again, it's got a lot to live up to because, I mean, I'm sorry, but the movies, the Lord of the Rings movies are still, like, one of the best trilogies, mm. like, ever made. Yeah. Just the look of it, the feel of it. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, you can you can watch it today now and still go, fuck, it's brilliant, yeah, well, it's beautiful. Dean and I did it on Cinema of Doom. We did all, we did all three over three separate shows. Um, yeah, so I'm yeah. just saying there's a, there's a lot behind this, so you better make sure it looks... Uh, damn good. I know they've assured people that there won't be all the blood and sex from Game of Thrones in it. Sure. So sorry, sorry, Dave. No, no, I'm okay with that. You like you, you don't need the sex scenes in to 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 sex up Lord of the Rings. It's not necessary. Tolkien didn't have them. Well, in I, well as I said, everyone's trying to chase that Game of Thrones. Sure. So yeah. you know, I mean, even even um, uh, what's his name, Sanderson said that he felt like they made the uh the Wheel of Time a bit too dark. Right. Um, you know, he, he would have preferred that it was a bit more lighter. Mm. Okay. Uh, not not but not not necessarily like super light, but just lighter. Yeah. Than sort of what they went with. But again, you know, Wheel of Time. I think they're like, oh, let's kind of make it dark and gritty, like you know, uh, Game of Thrones and all that. So. And speaking. Uh, yeah. uh, look, we, we, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, I mean, we we always knew they were going to be a. Uh, a, a lot of changes to the material and the, I think they were going to create a lot of new characters as well because they can yes because it's very open to that sort of stuff so yeah I'm just nothing look- surprises me I'm just looking for the release date I think it might be uh, around August this year Lord of the Rings TV show blah 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 uh, there's been a backlash from fans um, the, the first trailer is going to show at the Super Bowl in a few days um, so we're going to see the first mm-hmm. trailer then just trying to see one season. Okay, day, debuts on September two, uh, Friday September two, um, is the is the first uh, first episode of this show, and it's eight episodes. It seems like in the first season, everything's everything's seven to eight episodes now. Man, I could do <laughs> I could do with twenty two episodes. Seriously, if you told me they were going to do twenty two episodes of the first season, I'd be all down for it. You know, sometimes I feel like we rush too much to get through those episodes. Like too much is crammed. I like it to be drawn out a bit more. I mean, yeah, well, look. I mean, it certainly does depend on your source material because uh, Reacher was eight episodes. Mm. Now, obviously, the Reacher books are not exactly as um, complex and thick as you know Lord of the Rings stuff and all that. You know, sure. what I mean, it's not that intricate. But I thought eight was perfect for that. Yeah, it literally just felt like an eight-hour movie. Yeah, because what they did, which was very clever, is that basically every episode continued exactly where the last one ended. So it just feels like if you watch it all in one go, it literally feels like one continuous eight-hour movie, hopefully which is really by next, nice. Hopefully by next week, Michelle and I will have watched that or at least got a big start into it. I just did, I, I've had a really busy week at work, so I didn't get a chance. But oh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to Oh, it. no, look, don't rush. I mean, I'm I'm terribly sad now that there's no second season yet. <laughs> it, it's, it's already been uh, I, it's Can already I be honest with you? I really, I really hope they could do two of these a year because there's quite a lot of books. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that with Reacher, they could maybe pump it so they can maybe get two seasons out a year. Yeah. You know, one at the start of the year, one towards the end of the year or something like that. Uh, but again, it, it depends on your source material. I think Lord of the Rings is very interesting to me because I do think you could probably make it a little bit longer. 
I, I, I think so. eight seems a bit short for something like Lord of the Rings. I mean, Wheel of Time certainly could have done with an extra oh, yeah. two episodes to 100%. to just um, flesh things out a bit more, maybe. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Because, I mean, what they're working on now isn't really like... They're not really working off novels now. No, like, they're, working they're kind off... of just working off um, uh, law books, you know, like... Yeah, his appendices and stuff, like, you know, all yeah, that. Yeah, so uh, maybe eight is enough, you know. It depends on what they say in these eight episodes. But if it's really good, you'll always want more anyway, so... Yeah, I know, man. It's just like... Brilliant. And if it's shit, you just be like, oh, my God, do I still have two more episodes to go? <laughs> <laughs> it won't be. I'm sure it'll be fine. Now, uh, speaking of Wheel of Time, it's been confirmed for a third season. Um, and <laughs> the second season is already filming, and they've uh, obviously got the renewal for the third. And also, your Jack Reacher show has already been confirmed for a second season too, Rich. Just oh, no, that, uh, that thing has been getting massive. Like, it's got good critical review and massive um, uh, uh, audience score. So I'm not surprised with that. No, definitely not. Um, the CW has ordered six episodes of Robert, Rod Robert Rodriguez's female-led Zorro series. Um, didn't they, didn't in the last Zorro movie, wasn't there a female Zorro? Or am I misremembering? I thought, didn't You Kat are misremembering. I mean, they gave Catherine Zeta-Jones a little bit more to do. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. You know, but, uh, no, there wasn't a female. I mean, she may have dressed up as him in, I think like, she did at some for point. one of the scenes yeah. or something, but, no, yeah. Okay. Um, now, the Razzies, uh gave Bruce Willis his very own category, worst performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie, and there was something like seven movies to candidates. I thought that was hilarious, but yeah. it's like he's, he's, he pumps out so many movies that they're just going to go, the worst Bruce Willis performance in a 2021 movie. I just think that's hilarious. It it's so good. It is funny. Now, in anniversary of the 40th anniversary of the He-Man Must Universe, Mattel will release a new line of figures featuring Sun Man and the Rulers of the Sun. Um, Sun Man and the Rulers of the Sun line will join several other Master Universe toy lines, including Master Universe Origins, which is inspired by the original He-Man toys from the 80s, uh, created by Yai, in 85 by Yal Eason. Sun Man is one of the pioneering black action figures and is joined by Digitano, a Latino computer wizard, and Space Sumo, an Asian telekinetic ninja. Um, are you familiar with these characters, Rich? Not at all. Yeah, but um, they look pretty cool. I saw, I saw the, I saw the packaging, so I thought I'd mention that for fans. Um, pretty funny thing that I saw uh, cropped up for some reason on the internet uh, was Peter David. Have you ever seen the thing where Peter David starts railing against gypsies? Have you ever, have you, did you, have you ever heard of this scandal? It, it happened in twenty. I, I, I heard something about it, uh, but I'm not like. Well, I found the video because I because basically what happened was he was at New York Comic Con in a in a panel. Um, it wasn't a Marvel approved panel; it was just a panel that he was on. And um, wasn't it something like an LGBTQ? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, panel you. or something. Yeah. So he, he was there, and he was just sitting at one side, and then this guy came up, and it was cap captured on a camera phone quite well, actually. Uh, this guy came up with this really long-winded question that was, frankly, uh, you know, more of an essay than a question. And it was all about the gypsies and Romani or whatever you call them, but, like, basically saying how Scarlet Witch is one and someone else is one, uh, and they're portrayed as villains and, or something something along those lines. Why Have Marvel going to rectify this? So that was, in essence, the question, you know. It was kind of like a big lead-up question. 
Uh, and anyway, um, Peter David just <laughs> takes the microphone and then proceeds to just talk about all this shit that he saw happen when he went to Romania. Um, or Romania, I guess is how you say it. And he saw, allegedly, these gypsies that had, like, broken the legs of their children or something to make them for begging. He said something along those lines. And um, anyway, they didn't satisfy. The guy was pissed. And, and then, then the funny part is at the end of the sort of, like, you know, video, Peter Davis going, I don't care. I don't care. And he's like, don't talk to me about the Romani. I don't care. And it's like, oh, wow, he's off the leash big time. Like, he woke the tiger up in Peter David. And I was just like, man, this is, if he'd been there, it was it would have been epic. You know, like, it would have just been, it's the kind of thing I live for, to be there, like, live on the scene when this kind of shit's going down. But someone had the, had the you know, good fortune and, and foresight to actually film it. And you can find it on the internet. And I want to say, like, Peter David, I mean, wow. I said to Adam, the computer, can you imagine in that moment the freedom that Peter David must have felt when he's yelling out, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. And he then had to walk it back, Rich, obviously, on his website. There was a lot of walking back and groveling. And, um, obviously. Yeah, of course. Like, of course there was that. Like, plenty of backpedaling going on there from those comments. Um, but what do you make of that, man? Like, do you like it when when creators just go off? Because I kind of do. I kind of dig it when guys and gals just go off script. They go right off script. And they, and they go places Marvel don't want them to go in terms of their responses. Where are you on it, man? Uh, well, I mean, I don't, I'm not really familiar with the Romani people, so... Well, they're, they're his allegations. I mean, God knows if they're true or not, you know. Well, the, well, the, well the, the, the point I was going to make, I mean, if what he said is true, mm. then I don't sort of blame him for being upset, but, I mean, if what he's saying is stuff that he's heard or... He's saying he saw it when he went there. He, he was saying he, that, then... he saw it when he went there. That's what he was saying. He's saying he saw it when he went there, basically. You know? So he he saw them breaking their legs. No, he saw the crippled kids, and they're yeah. Begging. But then someone must have said, "Oh, they yeah. break their legs." But that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean it's true. That's true. That's this could good be point. something that he was told. That's what I'm saying. If if what he's saying is true, and they're doing that, I mean, I can understand why he's getting pissed off yeah. if he feels <laughs> outraged by that. But I mean, if he's just sort of going off his rocker and <laughs> and it's kind of like bad information he's been given, then unfortunately you're going to look like a bit of a tit. So. <laughs> Yeah, but you can imagine if I'd been there, how much I would have been loving it, you know. Oh, you would have been grin- you would have been grinning from ear to ear, Dave. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it. As now. you say, you would have been you would have been going like, "Where's my popcorn?" <laughs> like it's on, it's fucking on. Like it's that's what I, I like it though. When the when the the sort of the the barriers come out and we start to get real opinions from people, and it's so rare these days because they all talk in corporate speak. And, you know, blah, 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 they don't want to offend anyone. Like, they want to, you know, soft pedal around everything. And it's just so much more dull than where you get guys who are just, like, lashing out. Yeah, maybe it's bad information. God knows what's going on. I have no idea what's going on in Romania. I've never been there. But, um, and frankly, I mean, I like gypsies from what I know from the um, Stevie Nicks song Gypsy. That's about it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I've always liked that song So, But yeah, just just fascinating times But the cool thing was When I saw this It popped up um, in some article About Peter David And it was a suggestion 
And then I dug a bit deeper because I was like, oh, that's right, that scandal. Wow, I wish someone had like filmed it. And then I found the film and then I watched it. And it's super boring for the first two thirds. It's really dull. The guy's question goes on for fucking five minutes, seriously. And it's just like, it's like a speech. And it's so boring. But then when Peter David gets going, he's like shouting and stuff at the end. It's pretty awesome. Like, I loved it. Um, now, moving on from that, um, there's a Goonies reenactment TV series. And I want to get your view on this, Rich. It follows a, tri- Terrible. Yeah, a trio of students. You've got to wait before I read it out before you don't, don't hit the buzzer too early there, Rich. Um, a trio of students and their substitute teacher on their quest to reenact the Goonies. The show will air on Disney Plus, shot for shot. They Okay, shot for shot, called Our Time. Um, blah, blah, blah. It was filmed, the finished pilot was filmed after a long COVID delay, but it's skewed just a little too young for the Warner's network. Uh, Goonies Never Say Die, and neither did Warner Brothers and series creator Sarah, Sarah Watson. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't the right, fight, right fit for Fox. The production team felt pretty confident in its product and sought out a new home. And by the sounds of a Disney Plus makes for the perfect new home. Uh, Watson and his team plan to redevelop the series for its new home so it's unclear how much of the initial premise will remain. Likewise, on whether any of the pilot's cast will return, so they could be completely redoing the uh, pilot. We'd love to know if there's going to be cameos from the original stars, Rich, and surely they're already calling Sean Austin. What do you think about this? Like, shot for shot of the Goonies? Like, so what, we're going to have people flying across fucking buildings on... Weren't they doing shit on, like... um? What do you call those things, like, sort of, like, the wires that you jump on and go across? I don't even know what they're called, like, flying foxes kind of thing. Um, you know, that kind of shit that yeah. the, the Asian kid had? You know how he had all that shit going on? Like, the Asian kid had all those gadgets and stuff? Well, are people yeah, actually going to be doing I that? I can never remember his name because I, he's also what short is? round from uh, Indiana yeah. Jones. I have no idea what his name is. But, yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, what, the stuff with the pirate ship, they're going to do that? Like, what do you mean shot by shot we're going to reenact it? It's, I don't quite. I, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, it just sounds like it's just going to be people reenacting it. I don't know. I, I don't know. But, like, but, what but does I'm that assuming, mean? But, but it's not reality. I'm assuming that they are. So it's, it's, a, it's, the, it's a fictional world that takes place in that same world. So it's not a reality. And, they, and they're going to try and. And I'm, I'm assuming they're going to try and reenact the story that the the Goonies told after they discovered the treasure and all that sort of stuff, and maybe they're going to go and see for themselves or try and reenact the the tale or something. I, mean, I don't know. Disney, I don't know. Just Disney likes to ruin things, man. Yeah. Uh, look, it could be fun. Um, uh, it could be fun. Um, but surely, what's I, his name? I, I just want Disney to spend more time creating new things, like instead of all this effort into... Uh, doing Mighty Ducks and, and fucking Oh, the, Mon- the Mighty Ducks you know. thing was okay. I enjoyed it. Michelle and I watched it all. The, the new TV show was all right. I want to stand up for yeah, the show a little bit. But you could, have, you could have come up with something new that was similar to that and told a new story but I or, have, but, but, or something. Richard, I wouldn't have watched that. The fact that they had Mighty Ducks, you had Emilio Estevez, you had the new Ducks come in and you had some callbacks from the old guys. The old guys did turn up for an episode, but mostly it was... It was... Like, they wouldn't... That's the problem. You wouldn't get the same viewership as by bringing it all back and by paying Emilio Westervez and getting him to come back and having the woman from Gossip Girl in. Uh, was it called Gossip Girl? No, Gilmore Girl, sorry. And but, having them all. But yeah. how do you know people are not going to watch something new if you don't make anything new? Marketing. That's the. It just shows it. You're like that's, that's why these IPs get brought back. 
because they uh, have I, they have a base. Mm. Like Mighty Ducks, Mighty Ducks was a big hit for Disney Plus, and there's a lot of people who have a soft spot in their hearts, as as Michelle and myself do, for the Mighty Ducks shows. So when you hear they're doing it, you at least think, oh well, it's gonna be worth a watch. Have they got Emilio? Yeah, they have. Oh, okay, I'll give it a try. You know, that's I'm a big fan of the Mighty Ducks, but I haven't watched that show. Well, you'd probably enjoy it. It's actually not bad. That's what I'm saying. Nah. Come on, dude. Why not? You see Emilio Estevez, you see the full story. It, it, I, don't, I don't need. I didn't. I didn't need to see all the uh, 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 past their prime actors and child actors and all that sort of stuff. No, but but they're hardly in it. The other Mighty Ducks only show up for one episode late in in one of the seasons. Mostly, it's all the new team. The young. It's mostly focused on the young people, and even Emilio takes a backseat for most of it. Seriously, it's the mother, the chick from Gilmore Girls, who's the main coach. You know, Emilio gets dragged into it at the end, kind of thing. He's not in it as uh, much as you think. I've just, I, I, as I said, I'm just, I'm. Everyone's just trying to play off nostalgia and make money off nostalgia, and sure. I just, I, there's just, there's, there's nothing new, man. Like I, I want new stuff. You're not playing that game, are you, Rich? You're past no, that. No, I'm seriously. When as soon as they announce that they're doing like a uh, a sequel, you know, a thirty year later sequel, or we're relaunching this franchise, or whatever, I'm just like, why? It's it's done and dusted. It's in the past. It's thirty years old. What are you doing? It's just money. Do something man. new. It's just money, dude. That's it. I know, but my point is, is like, I don't look. I don't mind Hollywood copying themselves, right? Mm. I, I I don't necessarily have an issue where they say, "Hey, you remember the Mighty Ducks? That was cool, fun sort of stuff. Why don't we do something like that again? Mm. Why don't we, you know, maybe we'll make a football this time, or." you know, or, or something. Or maybe we'll do it ice hockey again and we'll tell a slightly different story, but it's going to be the same premise. I'm okay with that because at least you're going to get, like, again, different actors. You're going to get a new story. You're going to get a something new. Mm. And and you're not you're also then not tied to what you've done before. You can go and do something new and original and, and you can take it in different directions that you didn't take the other one. I'm just, as I said, I just, all these companies now, they just want to... They're, just, they're going through their vault going, what can we make money off now? Sure. Like, yeah. instead of just spending that time and energy and saying, what new things can we create? Was there any... You know, I'm sure there's much, there's tons of people handing in scripts and ideas. Come for, on. You know, and they, buy, on. and they buy scripts and all that sort of stuff to, to turn... But where's all the new TV shows and stuff happening? Where, like, come, I don't know. Come on, just, Disney, come on, dude. Do you want a show about a gay lesbian assassin? who has a burning sword in her chest that comes out when she's pissed, that takes place across multiple dimensions. She's trying to resurrect her dead friend. How about that, Rich? You know That would be far more interesting than uh, a reenactment TV that's all, series. That's all original. And by the way, that's David Finn uh, in the DeMorne series, DeMorne Soul Fighter out now. Check it out, kids. Um, yeah, no, I, I hear your point. Like, as often, Rich, you know what you're saying? I mean, I agree with you, basically. I, I, I think you're making some great points, dude. Um, well, I'll do it. I'll, I'll give you another example because I put this later in the, or I put it after this, but yeah. Disney Plus is relaunching Futurama. The animated show? Yeah. From Even though that show had an ending, right. they have decided, no, dust it out. Right. Let's, Put it back in there, and now they've upset fans because apparently they okay. are not getting Joe DiMaggio to do the voice of Bender. Really? 
Yeah. Well, they're not even getting the voice of the people who are doing the original. Oh uh, no, 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 no! They're getting the other voices, just not the voice of Bender. Why? They're not getting Joe Dimaggio. But wasn't he know. like massively popular? John Dimaggio. John Dimaggio, I think it is. Yeah, I would. Yeah, thought no, was... fans are seriously saying they're going to boycott and not watch the show if he's not the voice. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did have a very distinct. I, I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of the show, but I recall it, and he was massive in it, wasn't he? He was the robot. Oh, he right? was. The, he was. He was literally the most popular character in the show. Yeah. He was the robot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Um, yeah, that's that's weird. Um, and when you say they're redoing it, are they just going to crank it out again, not not reboot it? They're just going to it's just going to continue on sort of thing. Yes. Know? Yeah, they're just going to be like, "Oh, let's just pick up where we left off." And I'm just like, "Wow." Yeah, that doesn't surprise me though, really. I mean, that's not that surprising. Like that's a popular show, at least in its day it was. I don't know how many seasons. Yeah, I know, but my point but but if people were lazy, we wouldn't have got Futurama in the first place. It if was, Matt Rooney just said, yeah. No, Simpsons is fine, I can live off this forever, we wouldn't have got Futurama. Sure. And then he, I think he also did what was another one he did? It was a fairy tale one. It wasn't very good. I don't um, know. I have no idea. Um, um but I do know so he he did Futurama, anyway, didn't he? He was it did it was correct, he Futurama? Uh, Matt Matt Gruning. Christ, that guy must be worth a lot of money. Jesus. Yeah, but my point is, you know, he, he had success on The Simpsons, but he didn't just sit there and go, right, let's just keep milking Simpsons. Let's oh, do a, he, a, a he Simpsons spin-off show. He certainly fucking has, though. Jesus Christ. No, sorry, Simpsons. when I mean milking it, I mean, like, he's not going, oh, let's do a, a spin-off show. You know how, like, Family Guy did the Cleveland show spin-off? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, no, to be fair, they did their spin-off, but then they also had American Dad and, and stuff, so... I like you know, Cleveland I, I'm Guy. Just, I'm just saying, you... If you're not creating anything new, we're not going to get new fun things to enjoy. That's all I'm saying. It's just yeah, no, I know. You, we're you know. sort of you no, know, I, I hear you. And say, again, I don't mind the occasional hey, let's do this, but it just seems like that's all they're doing. Yeah, no, you make a good point, man. And I do want to say for the record as well, like uh, the problem is as well, like if you, you if you just keep on going and going and going and going and going. I mean, I I know there are Simpsons fans out there, but a lot of people are just like, really, is this still going? You know, like there's, you know, some there's a reason shows die a death at times. Like there's a reason Buffy peaked and then sort of in its final seasons kind of staggered across the line and everyone went their separate ways. You know, because like the show had a lifespan. I guess in I guess in defense of uh, an animated show like Futurama, The Flintstones. Um, which before Simpsons was the you know longest animated show I believe, um, it got rebooted in the eighties, um, and I remember it in the eighties. Like you had you know they sort of new generation, you know what I mean? They did bring Fleet uh, Flint. I don't know when the original Flintstones were on, but it was like years before, like sixties or something. And in the eighties, they brought them back, and there was a big push, and it was really popular. You know what I mean? It's it's not the first show to be really? dusted off, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was a big yes, if you yes, definitely. Flintstones was the original Flintstones ran, and then they brought it back in the eighties. Man, as like the new Flintstones with 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 Fred and everyone, but they aged up the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I just look as I said, I don't have a problem with him doing that occasionally. Mm. You know, like if you've got a good idea, if you're like, hey, let's redo that Flintstones thing, and you know, we'll change it up a little bit, and you know, uh, that was a popular show. I don't mind that occasionally. I'm not saying that must never happen. All I'm yeah. saying is that is that that's all they seem to be doing now. True, like, true. It's just like they're just going through that, you know, it's like they, they're going through the vault and they're just, you know, going this one and this one and this one. And I'm like, just, 
Yeah. T- slow down and like maybe look at look at the new pile. Well, it's like a couple of new scripts came in. Why don't we look at those? It's like we're going to do Magnum PI again. We're going to do MacGyver again. We're going to do this again. We're going to do that again. Like, and sometimes it works, and other times it does feel very hollow. Um, I I felt the Magnum PI was particularly hollow, like badly. You know, like that the way they tried oh, to yes. the way they tried to mirror the very iconic Magnum PI Tom Selleck. It, it made it even feel worse that they were doing it like that in a weird way. Like that, they were so afraid of their own sort of originality that they were just trying to. It's like God, like the, you're showing its flaws here by mirroring the opening, you know, of the original Magnum, which was so classic. Um, you, you sort yeah, of, and, and you, you know, do with it, and you do with the character who has none of the the charm, the charisma, yeah, yeah, yeah. the looks of Tom Selleck, and yet, and also not even the size. Like this guy's yeah, like, yeah half the size of Tom Selleck, and you're just like, really? Yeah, no, it was a weird decision. And um, and a show like that sort of staggers along under the name for, for a couple of seasons. Like, it's Magnum P.I., there's enough, as you say, nostalgia building that a certain percentage of people will watch it, but it's a show that staggers along rather than flies, you know? Mm. Um, but on the flip side, the same people made Hawaii Five-0, and that was a really good reboot. It was very successful, and, it you know, it, it was a lot of fun. So... There are swings and misses, man. I don't know, but I agree with you. Like they do do that. They they are looking at shows and like it's like when they when they come like a show, Magnum PI was painful for me because Magnum PI in the eighties, like honestly, probably uh, Family Ties and Magnum PI were my two favorite shows. Seriously, like I wouldn't miss an episode. You know what I mean? Um, so I and I just we tried Magnum PI, Michelle and myself. And we said no, and I and I thought I don't even need it. Like I love the original so much. When they come to do Rockford Files, a show that I hold so close to my heart, I, they'll, they'll come to it one day and they'll go, yeah, let's reboot Rockford Files. I, I, they simply can't top James Garner, you know? It's, mm. it's impossible. So, some things are impossible. It's like saying, let's remake Breakfast at Tiffany's, but we can't have Audrey Hepburn and George Papad. Well, why bother, you know? You just can't well, if, I mean, you know, do it. But, but again, you, yeah, you, you, you hit the nail on the head there, like, the Y five O was successful because I mean, one, it's a it's a, a procedural cop kind of show, but yeah. also they didn't try and make the main character equal to the original main character. No, they were clearly very different characters. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They were different leading men. The problem with something like a a, a Magnum PI is that Magnum PI is famous because of of Tom Selleck's yeah. sort of portrayal of it, yeah. and you're getting an actor and you're trying to get that actor to fill his shoes and play the same type of yes, character. 100%. Instead of saying, we're going to do a Magnum PI, but this is going to be a different Magnum PI. Do you know what I mean? It was literally like, we, like we can't if... We can't match their levels, and that's why they failed, because they tried to they tried to make it exactly kind of uh, uh, as charismatic as the original, and there was no way they were going to do that. It's almost, it's, it, this is how bad it was. It was almost like in the seasons of Maverick where they got rid of James Garner and they brought in someone else and went, oh, please, like this guy as much. Or it's like as if at the end of season eight of Magnum P.I., they they said, oh, we've just recast Tom Selleck. It's still Magnum, same guy. You know, and it's just like, that's how much they were trying to mirror. Like, just, you won't notice. It's like, God, we not only do we notice, even though it's been 30 years, it, it it's we notice all the flaws. This guy, that you, you've picked the wrong guy in the first place. Like... He's not the right actor, but you've built the show as if it's going to start Tom Selleck. You know, <laughs> we've mm. got this guy. It just 
nothing worked, and I and I think it was probably the wrong move to do it. Something I'd be interested in is I don't know how good or bad. I never watched an episode how successful MacGyver was the reboot because I know it's had a number of seasons, so maybe they were more successful there uh, with MacGyver. I don't know. Um, you know, the guy who played MacGyver was pretty um, iconic in his but time. Is it still is it still going? I'm not sure. It definitely had, I think it had four or five seasons. I'm just, I'm plucking a name out of the air, Rich, because I, I, I'm wondering, let's let's have a look. Uh, it certainly didn't get the main, like, I remember, I was not the biggest MacGyver fan, but I certainly watched a fair share because it was, wasn't it, Rich? It was always on, like, a Thursday night. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, it was it was a hot show back in the day, MacGyver TV show. Uh, original ran from 85 to 92. This one, oh, wow, ran from... 2016 to 2021, so it looks like it's been cancelled now. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it ran until April 30, 2021, so five seasons, 94 episodes. Um, never really captured the same level. We did watch a couple, and it wasn't too bad. Oh, to, be, to be fair, again, they they made it different characters, because if I remember correctly, I think his character was a little bit more cheeky, um uh more exuberant you know what i mean like yeah. a bit younger yeah and and so he had a bit more energy and he was a bit more like almost like it's a it's a fun game yeah whereas obviously the other macgyver was a little bit more serious um you know still had the joke and all that sort of stuff but a little bit more down yeah not not super energetic like the new guy is so again i think you can have success if you change it up and say we can't make it exactly yeah we need to we need to make it our own. We need to, you know, you need to make this part your own. You're not you're not Richard Dean Anderson. You're not Tom Selleck. You need to bring something to this character. You need to make this character special and stand but out. But I, I think so, not just the actor. I think a lot of that it's down to the showrunner and everything. Like it's 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 a it's a whole ethos. And I think that they approach the Magnum one from the wrong angle. Um and you know um it'd be interesting. I I do worry about Rockford Files because I I just love that show. I love every episode. I wish J- James Garner could have done more, but he was fighting with this studio and he had back issues and he was rich enough and just thought, "Fuck it, I don't need this." You know, um, I don't need you. Yeah, like, but I you know I adore that show so much that I would find it almost like honestly I'd find it almost painful to watch someone trying to fill those shoes. Um. And, you know, it's it's weird. So nostalgia can work in both ways there, you know, because your attachment can be so strong to to the original, you know, performance that it's hard to accept someone else saying, oh, we're just redoing it. And you're like, mm, okay. You're like, Why? Yeah, you, yeah, it's just like, like when they brought Rockford Files back in the 90s for the TV movies, they're a lot of fun. I mean, he's massively old. But, like, they're fun because it's all the original cast having, you know, like a, a last mm. turn around the thing. And it's kind of fun. Like, you're like, oh, it's cool. These guys are in the 90s. Like, they don't hide the fact he's old and stuff. Like, and, you well, know. Well, it's, you know. It, again, like, sometimes it's, it's how you approach something. So a, my, a perfect example for me is the, uh, the Maverick movie. Love where it. Love it. For a lot of that movie, you think that Mel Gibson is the Maverick from the TV show. Yes, but right? it's actually... You think it's, oh, this yeah. is a whatever. And then you go, oh, I see James Gardner's got a... a he's got a cameo in it. He's, you know, oh, they go... And then you find it, no, he's the original yeah. Maverick, and this is his son. And I just thought to myself, at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, my God, that's so brilliant. Like They're playing like a well long time. I was they're... like, well played. You've done a great job. And I just wish people 
thought about things more before they just just did them. I, I tell you, a sh- uh, I agree with you completely. I tell you, a show if they're going to redo stuff, you could do Bonanza. Seriously, I reckon you could do Bonanza. I reckon Bonanza would be good because it's so old, and that I I honestly feel like. It's it's so old, so much time has passed that you could go back to the Ponderosa with a kind of fresh take. Um, I reckon that'd be good. I, I'd I'd actually watch that, you know. But that's my point. I think sometimes take the premise of a show. Yeah, yeah. And and even if you want to, you can still again. I know. I get it. You want to go off the name, easy to market, easy to sell. That's fine. But as I said, make it your own. Yeah. Just like don't just try and make a carbon copy or mm. uh, you know try and do what they did then like you know uh, just just make it your own like take that as an inspiration mm. as or as a foundation or whatever and build on that and make it your own and yeah. those are the shows that I think that do well is the ones that like we're going to make it our own. Good point, Rich. Well, I think we've covered that topic thoroughly, and and if listeners thoroughly, have, yeah, but but <laughs> but good stuff though. So sometimes, man, it's like. We don't just hit the nail on the head. We drive all the way fucking home, you know. I've got to make sure. It's, I've got to make sure it's in there. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> the death of Justice League sets up DC's next tentpole event, Dark Crisis. Uh, this is the title of the 2020 event, spinning out of the death of Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, and more. Because I believe most of the Justice League. Now, firstly, Rich, what do you think, man? I mean, I like the title, Dark Crisis. That's that's got that's ringing my bells, but. Believe uh, Josh Williamson is writing it, uh, who is currently writing Batman, and I do have his Batman on my iPad to read. I want to be up to date on that. Uh, I've enjoyed his Batman Superman. We did one volume of his Batman Superman. And I want to do the second volume soon. Um, where are you on this, Rich? As an event, Dark Crisis and killing off the Justice League. Hopefully, for some interesting stories. What do you think? Uh, I don't trust them. Um, are they also marketing? They're like, oh, this is 30 years in the making. I'm like, no, it's not. 30 minutes in the making, more yeah. like. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> no, it's not. None of your writers currently have been working there even long enough. A, a fucking coke, a, a, a coke session in the making. <laughs> yeah, so, a I mean, lunch. one, I think they're, one, I think they're already trying, they're, they're over-promising. Yeah, well, of course. Which I are, just yeah. think is, is going to lead to, like, Typical. disappointment because I just, you know, don't try and claim something's 30 years in the making. But they right? always do that, dude. Every single event, they're always like, oh, this this dates back to the dawn of the fuck, blah, blah, blah. It's the yeah, but, I mean, to time. be fair, a lot of the times, the, it was good, at least. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Like, you know, um, uh, and, and you know what? For John's, I could almost be like, maybe this has been 30 years in the making in your head if you were writing it, just because he is such a... yeah. Like encyclopedia of those characters, yeah, true. you know, you, you could you have know, a storyline that a lot. You could have a storyline that you've you've had in your head. I've got stories like that where you, you've literally had them bouncing around. That when you come to write them down, you actually do have a lot of script ideas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh look. At the end of the day, this is just a this is just a vehicle to get the newer characters um, taken over for a bit. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I, I, I honestly believe that. Look, it might maybe it only might be for a couple of months, maybe a year. Yeah, depending on how things go. But um, Super Boy slash Man will be the Superman of the Justice League. Uh, Foxy Foxy will be the Batman, and Jesus, really? whatever that Wonder Woman's name is will be Nubia. Nubia. Um, Are we talking about Nubia? 
No, no, the other one. The, <laughs> oh, okay, the other one I don't care the, about. The, the, the no, the Brazilian one? Is she Brazilian? Oh, Something fuck. Like that. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, she'll be the Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Jackson, Jackson Hyde? Jackson Pitt? Uh, whatever the fuck. The, uh, Aqua Lads will be the Aquaman. This sounds like um, the worst of all time, man. To be honest, This is sounding awful. <laughs> I doubt they'll get Wally West, so it'll probably maybe be that trans. But? But, Ellen? Uh, Flash. Trans flash? Nah, I Never reckon. I reckon a bit. Remember, there was that story about the, <laughs> no. the the trans flash. I don't remember, but anyway, continue. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it'll be that. I'm sure that flash because they're not going to use Wally West. They're not going to. I very much doubt they're going to use Bart or anything like that. Um, wow. So look, I think this is just going to be a vehicle to put the spotlight on them for at least a bit. Yeah, you've gee. Rich, you've successfully killed all interest in Dark Crisis for me. If that's the case, just telling you, I'm just telling you my prediction. Wow, if that's a pretty, if you've gazed in the crystal ball and that is the reality, you've, I can see why Saruman joined up with Sauron. You know, when he was like, "Fuck it, I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> if I saw that, I'd be like, "Fuck this! This is the future. I'm fucking out." Um, yeah, that's that's appalling. Oh dear! And Richard, I you know why I liked it because of the name Dark Crisis. I thought it sounded cool, and I'm sure DC are hoping a lot of people think that. But um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you 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 tout something as the death of the Justice League. You're going to get people picking up. Yeah. You, you're going to get people checking in to at least see What's what happening? it's about, and that's why that's why you're like, this is it. We're going to get them in. Yeah, and and get them gonna, in. They're gonna they're gonna come for the death of the Justice League. Then we're gonna fuck and them. Bam! We're gonna hit them with our new with we're, our new characters. We're getting in the rubber room, and then we're gonna fuck them. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're really gonna have a. Uh, it's not good. That sucks. And and yeah, officially, uh, yeah. Dave just throws the crystal ball at the window. If that's the case, I don't need to know. Oh, the future. oh, and far sector Green Lantern. I guarantee. Oh, will great. Be the Green Lantern. Oh, and can Jessica fucking little Miss Anxiety turn up as well? That would just you know really complete the picture. You know the one I'm talking about, Rich. The one who's like scared. No, she's she's been replaced by far sector Green Lantern. No one, no one cares about Jessica. They're really pushing the far sector Green Lantern. Yeah, now. I, I, it. it there is no sector where I care about either of them. Like, there's no sector of space where David cares about those two characters. Um, they've really succeeded in um, uh, diluting the Green Lantern brand, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, really. Sure. Well, like, when all you have to give a person is a ring, it's very easy to go crazy and dilute it. And you know what? Uh, some of that blame is also on Jeff Johns. Jeff. Uh, as much as he did a fantastic job... Uh, rebirthing mm. Green Lantern and all that. He is the one who created Simon Bears and Jessica Cruz. So he sure did. Yeah. He, he shares blame in diluting the but Green But you know Lantern what? The Lantern. good he did for the franchise far outweighs that, you know? No, no, no. But I'm, yeah. but I'm saying, like... Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's yeah. you know, it, it's... Uh, look, I'm not saying it started with him. I'm just saying he contributed. Sure. Because obviously, I mean, you've had... Hal Jordan, uh, you know, uh, I'm just going from Hal Jordan. Sure. Uh, Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner, John Stewart, Carl Rayner. You know what I mean? So, I mean, already. Nort? You, you, Nort? You know. Nort? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the peripheral Green Lanterns. Uh-huh. I'm talking about the Earth Green Lanterns. Okay, yeah. And then you get all the. All the and then you get Simon Bass, Jessica Cruz, and now you've got. I don't even. And you know what? I don't even care what her name is. She's just far sector Green Lantern to me. <laughs> Yeah, no. But at the end of the day, Rich, if they if they said to you, we're not going to make Greenlands anymore, but you can have your Jeff Johns omnibuses, you'd be okay, wouldn't you? You'd be like, fuck it, I'm, I'm okay with that. Oh, I haven't been reading any Green Lantern for ages now, so, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. fine. 
Now, um, you've got some, I assume it's a scandal. Uh, DC artist Joel Jones has been accused of plagiarising the art of X-Men artist Pepe Larraz. I'm not, I know who jo- Joel Jones is. She's a good artist, actually. What's the story, Rich? Well, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> what, what, what happened, man? Tell us what happened. You, you're coming from an artist's perspective. I don't even know the story. So basically, someone on Twitter pointed out that her cover for the some Amazon uh, right. book that's coming out, some Amazon like title a Wonder or Woman kind of thing or something. Yeah, or it's about yeah, it's about Amazon. So it's a, it's a bunch of different, you know. So it's Wonder Girl, Wonder Girl, Wonder right. Woman, Wonder Woman, Donna Troy. Um, you know, because all of them have the same all, names, all and that stuff. stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, and apparently on her cover. At least two of the poses are. I'm looking at it. Not 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 just copied. Uh-huh. They look like they're actual trace because the the fingers, the hands, right. everything's in exactly the same place. In fact, someone took the two images and basically put them over each other, right. and everything lines up perfectly. Right. Um. And so basically, but what I find so fascinating about this, it's not even old. Like no. what she swiped was new. Right. It's new art. It's like it's it's a recent X Men yeah. cover, and so I was just like, "Wow!" Or like, did you really think that someone wouldn't notice something? Like, I, I I get it if you steal something from like ten, fifteen years ago or something like that. But I mean, to steal something pretty recent is very ballsy. Is is so? I'm looking at the pictures. But I do see the similarity in the two. Uh, in one of them, it's like an X Men thing with some girl with green hair. Um, I don't know if that's Polaris. And then yeah, that is that is Polaris. There you go. Oh, and then uh, so basically, what what she's done is the Donna Troy and the Polaris are exactly exactly the same. There's other uh, stuff here the though. Same. There's a horse in the background, and there's these chicks laughing and stuff. No, 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 no. I'm, well, who knows where she's stolen that from? Um, but uh, but uh, what I'm saying is the art, like everything is exactly the same. It's not the copied pose. Yeah. It's an it's everything is the same. Yeah. If you look at the fingers, the thumb. Like it's everything's the same. The shape of the face is exactly the same. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't care. But um... and hang on, but that's just the Donna Troy one. Then yes, they copied yes. uh, Marvel more. Girl and and yeah, I'm looking at and it. Cassidy, Cassie. Oh right, I see. Okay, yes, I am looking at this here. It does look similar now that I see it. Yeah. So again, you look at that and you go, okay, well maybe the other ones were stolen somewhere now, else too. Uh, okay. We just haven't found it. Scandal-wise, I couldn't give a shit because, but I'm also not an artist. Um, now I did see quite a few artists on Twitter, and I didn't really research this, but I, they came up on my Twitter feed, sort of defending it, saying like, look, this is all reference material. No. It's all normal. No, 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 no. There's no say, defending what do you this think? because. Yeah. No, no, because this, as I said, I, I don't mind you copying a pose. Sure. Right? If you're like, oh, I love that pose, I'm going to draw it, but then Strike you draw pose. it from your mind. Right. But, you know? Yeah. You, you kind of memorize the pose in your head, and you go, oh, I'm going to draw it in that pose that I saw. But with digital, so then it becomes... With digital, isn't it all a bit different? I don't mean, I'm not an artist, Rich. If, if you see no, a picture of a car... What, what I'm trying to say to you is this is not a, this is not a oh, I, I borrowed the same pose. They literally traced this. They took oh, the original image yeah, yeah. and they actually traced it line for line. Could you, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, could you, look, I don't know, Richard, you're an artist, you know these things. If the, I see a picture of, like, I'm looking at this picture of Marvel Girl, yeah? Um, with a really, the one thing she has changed is the hair a bit. I, now I look at it, but anyway. Well, of course you have to because yeah. it's a different character. Yeah, but okay, here's my point. So I look at this picture of Marvel Girl. 
Can a computer program, surely a computer program, I can kind of cut that picture out and then put it in my other thing I'm drawing, like the background, and then change around that. Can you do that? Like, oh, yeah, I'm assuming if, she, if, if she's working digitally, then she's doing it that way, or hmm. the other way to do it is what they call a light box. Right. And that's what animators use. Hmm. So that's basically where you have, uh, um, you draw on something where there's a light underneath, and then when you put one paper on top of the other paper, you can see the image below that one. And so then you can trace on it um, if you're not going digitally. Then, yeah, if you're going digitally, yes, you can just bring the image in, add a layer on, completely trace it. If you're drawing by hand, more than likely you would have used the light box. Okay. But so as I, I said, this is, not, artist, a, this is not a, oh, I swiped, your, I swiped your pose. This is a, no. oh, no, I literally traced your... I mean, you should I, get I the artist's it. take, like not the artist who's accused of doing this, but the other artist, like if they've, if they've got like a reaction, that would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because if you look at the, if you look at Cassie, right. And you look at even the wonder, wonder girl, right. Uh -huh. The thumbs and the fingers are in exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. Spot. I can see it. Yeah. No, it's actually more, I mean? it's more, even more obvious on the Marvel girl one because of the yeah. hands. So I don't, look, I don't have a problem with people borrowing each other's like poses and they're like, like, Oh man, I love that pose you do. I'm going to do my, you know, I'm going to remember that pose and I'm going to I'm going to do a similar pose. Mm. That's fine. That's you're being inspired. You're, you're you're borrowing but you're still drawing it from your head or you're drawing it from your memory. Mm. That's not an issue. And then when you do that, things are going to look a little bit differently. Your leg might be in a slightly different position. You know, your hand doesn't quite look exactly the same. You know what I mean? Maybe you've got it pointed in a slightly different direction. Fine. Uh, inspiration and and reference is all good. Mm. But not tracing. Tra again, tracing mm. that you've crossed the line, and there's no defense for tracing. I'm sorry, that's okay. I don't care what any artist says. If you're tracing, there's no excuse for that. I was going to ask you, no like excuse. I was going to ask you because I don't draw. When people are when people are drawing like cars and stuff, I assumed with computers these days that they would take like you know here's a fucking Toyota whatever. Oh, geez. Uh, there are artists that definitely do do that, yes. Yeah, that's what I would... I assume that would be fairly common, especially in comic books because of the churn and burn nature of it, you know? Um, you've got to get the the pages out well, on time. Well, especially now, yes, because of digital. Yeah, yeah. Like, because of digital, yeah, a lot of artists are just like... They bring it in, they just trace and all that sort of stuff, which, again, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a fan of that either. I tell but you, yeah. I, look, no, no, but I, look, I understand you're on a deadline, drawing buildings or... Or cars can be hard and all that sort of stuff. I don't agree with tracing. I don't like because here's the thing. For me, there's ways around the sort of stuff, right? Mm. What you can do is you can bring the image in, but maybe just use that as like an inspiration, and then maybe change some of the buildings. Go, oh no, I'm going to have this shape building here instead of that one, you know. And when you're doing the vehicle, maybe don't like draw it exactly. Again, use that. You can use it for a reference, and you can get the shape and all that. But then. When you then go in and add the detail with your own hand and your own mind, it just makes it look more authentic. I hear It doesn't that. look like you it's know, a trace. I, I hear Now, separate from this, okay, because I think we've covered it. Um, I'll tell you who's a good artist, Ronald Acosta. Uh, he's a fan of the show, and uh, he's a Patreon member. And i tell you what, he, the other day, showed me a um, Catwoman, and he, you know, flicked it to me. And I was like, man, is this you? Like, uh, you know, like, you know, your drawing? I was like... Seriously, you could do commissions of this. Like it was, it was, it was professional quality, Rich. And then, I, and then, of course, being me, I'm like, man, you know what I'd do if I was an artist? I'd do just Judge Red and Wolverine. And he just whipped me up a Judge Red face, like instantly. 
And I was like, man, what a skill to have. I mean, you, you know all about this. You're an artist. To be able to do that, like, you know, is, is pretty cool, I think. Like, yeah, anyway, it's a separate topic. Oh, yeah. but, like, no, you know, oh, no. I, I, that's the thing. I've got to look. One of the fun things about art is that it's not perfect. Sure. When, when everything starts looking perfect, that's when you know that it's, it's manufactured, it's traced. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And again, there's nothing wrong with reference material. There's nothing wrong with using stuff to help you nail it sort of stuff. But there's just something authentic about a picture that isn't perfect. I, I agree. I it agree. Could, and, you know, it could be a line out of place yeah. or maybe you didn't quite get the angle right, but at least you knew someone drew that. Well, who's that with, guy? With like, their skill and their talent. And, some... and yeah, Ronald Acosta is, uh, I've seen some of his work because uh, he does the Starman. Yes. Yes, the, the Adventures of Starman. I remember uh, looking at that up. Again, fantastic artist, and you know, and you can see because you know, as I said, there's beauty in imperfection. Yeah, when, when it comes to art, and 100%. that's what I think a lot of like artists miss is that, you know. Um, but again, I understand. I look, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying, oh, dare you. There are some artists that struggle with things, right? Mm -hmm. Some artists are really good at drawing people and stuff. Maybe they're really bad at drawing cars. Or, or like buildings. I get it. I understand. I'm not going to turn and say, "Oh, you're a terrible person for doing that." Sure. But there's artists now who are going too far with it, and sure. almost everything they do is is like a copy. You know what I mean? They they they'll use a photo reference and trace over the person's face and body. Then they'll get photo reference for the 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 building behind them, and and then I just go, "But that's just all fake. You haven't drawn anything by hand. No. Not even the stuff you might be good at." Yeah. No, I hear, man. It's um. You're hitting some key beats, dude, and um, you know, at the end of the day, this it, could be a scandal of making, could be a storm in a teacup. I don't know, but anyway. Oh, yeah. look, it'll probably be a storm in a team cup, but I mean, uh, I, I'm sorry, but it brings into question your work because you could go, oh, this is the first time I've done it. I go, oh, is it the first time you've been caught? Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sure. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to trust an artist. Well, like, I know in um, writing, I know in writing, like plagiarism is a really bad thing to do and uh, you, you wouldn't do it because, well, I mean, firstly, it's just the wrong thing to do. And secondly, if anyone really cared, it would be easy to find out. You know what I mean? Like uh, in today's world. Like, it would be oh, yeah, yeah, easy. yeah. But, but, but what I'm saying is people, uh, authors have been caught out, um, you know, not as much probably as artists, but it had, there have been examples where people have, pretty heavily plagiarized stuff over the course of history and you know it has never ended well for for those people and um you, you feel sort of sad because you're like man you just threw your career away because of that like really like i don't know to me that it just that that's that's craziness that's something i can relate to i've got no drawing skill dude so even if i trace something it'd be shit <laughs> I could trace, <laughs> I could trace something and don't have, don't have a steady hand. I hey? would trace something and I'd be like, they think it was original because it'd be so shit. Um, <laughs> anyway, now um, more art news from you, Richie. I'll let you go with this one, man, because you've obviously got a bit of art news this week. I like it. Well, there's just been a lot of um, scandals, uh, stuff going on. So, so more art news is that uh, Marvel artist Greg Smallwood I'm familiar with is him. drawing, which good pun there, is drawing attention to Marvel changing yes. his art in Electro Black, White, and Blood, uh -huh. as they deemed his drawing of an Asian girl offensive, and so changed the eyes without his approval, even after he said he would adjust the art. I saw this actually. So, I saw, I saw the, yeah. and I thought, what a. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I didn't even know why they changed it. Really, you know. Well, there's there's very few people that are on Marvel side in this because obviously 
Asian people do have different eyes. Yeah. Um, than Westerners or yeah. uh, Middle Easterners and all that sort of stuff. Now, there's a big difference between a caricature, which is what you would see in like the old 1950s. Like Man 60s Magazine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I know. What you you mean. know, yeah. like go go look at like Superman fighting Japanese sure. people. And, yeah. and it's very like, ooh, you know, they got the teeth. They it's got full the eyes. On, yeah, that, racial. Yeah, that, that's the offensive stuff. All he did was obviously get reference of Asian eyes and draw it yeah. as he's the I, I had no problem with his drawing. I looked at it. I saw it. I was like, oh, no, no, no. But this is the, like, and I wanted to bring this up because it's this, it's this interesting thought I had is that, um, do you know how like back in the day, uh, the like right wing conservative religious nuts are the, are the reason why we got the comic code, right? Yes. Where Seduction they were like, oh, we don't want that. violence. We don't want, you know, you know, yeah. sex. You know, we don't want the stuff that our children to see. We had that professor so, seduction. Yeah, yeah. But what I find so hilarious is that the left mm. or the far left have created their own comics code because apparently now these comic companies have a um, a department yeah. that goes and looks for things that could be offensive. Oh, they do. Yeah, for sure. Or, or, or stuff. And I think to myself... Well, that's not because of the right. That's because of the left. Because sure. of them complaining about things being racist, sexist, or homophobic. Well, we, all, we all know they where it goes. People... If, if you go to the extreme, politics have shown this. You go to the extreme, it winds up to totalitarian either way. You know? Yeah. So what I'm saying is that they've now created their own monster, and now it's targeting people who are not doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now they they getting offended by the even the or seen offense in the smallest smallest little thing that's that's yeah. not even offensive at all yeah i know and you know and this is going to be a lot of people are having a lot of people are having fun they just taken a whole bunch of like drawings and old covers and stuff and they're putting googly eyes on it and yeah. said here i fixed this i fixed that's actually <laughs> I fixed this artwork I but like it's just it. like these ridiculous googly eyes and uh, they ones with okay, it hanging out, like you know, with the the ones that hang out, like the toys, you know, where you get yeah, yeah, springs. yeah. It's like yeah. those big, like big, you know, the I big uh, round eyes with. I the, love that stuff. The, the eyes. So everyone's now having fun going. Yeah, I fixed this R two, and it's these funny. big, like googly eyes. Yeah, what, what a some, what a but, pathetic fucking controversy! I can't even believe it's a controversy. How yeah. stupid! But uh, but what's making it worse is that they said, "Oh, we thought, you know, we think this could be offensive," and he said, "Okay, fine, I'll fix it." Mm. And he did actually send them updated art, but they were like, nah, it's good. We'll just go with the, we'll make changes ourselves. Yeah. And so that's what is really more. Um, they're running scared. They're running scared. They've whipped up their Twitter little PC bots into such a frenzy these days that they're, they're really running scared. It's ridiculous. I saw a thing. I saw a thing on um, the news uh, today. Adele won a, won a, you know, not a tournament. She won a competition or something. She won. She won an award, and it was in gender neutral. And she said, "Oh, you know, I'm proud to be a woman" or something. And people were going, she's "Oh trans-. my god, how dare she!" And people were like, it's tr- "She's transphobic." And like this, this is what some article. I was like, "This is ridiculous." Adele can't say she's proud of being a woman, really. Like, really, uh, like yeah, who, really? Like, and frankly, <laughs> I don't even think that it's. I really don't believe that a lot of people who are trans are being offended. It's it's the media oh. kicking up this story, and no, no, no. It, yeah. It's it's the media. It's the activists. But there is some trans. People, of course, there'd be some. But there's but there's some but, people who'd be offended by the passing of a leaf in the street. You know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying, like the oh, it, it's a mixture. It's like these fucking wacko activists 
who, as I said, see a problem everywhere they look. It's the media really buying into the shit yeah. um, and, and stuff. So, I mean, it is ridiculous now where you cannot say that you're proud to be a woman oh, and without being attacked. It's, 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 it's like, and, and I think to myself, I was just like, so who's the sexist again? Yes, I'm confused. It, it, I'm getting, so, I'm getting it, confused again. It's so silly at that point. It's it's dogs chasing the tail. It's just stupid. Um, moving on from these ridiculous controversies, M- Mission Impossible 7 cost nearly $300 million to produce, tens of millions more than the studio and its financial partner expected to shell out. I mean, this movie's going to be a hit. Um, so I guess, you know, they're sinking money well, into it. Well, I think there's only been one really bad Mission Impossible movie. Two. And that was Two. one. Yeah, and it wasn't a flop either, but it was definitely a bad movie. Um, mm. I mean, let's face it, the Mission Impossible movies have almost been getting stronger as they've gone on, you know? Um, they've been oh, a, yeah, yeah, a lot, yeah, of sure. good, yeah. lot of good Mission Impossible movies over the last decade. Uh, in a new lawsuit over the dual release of new films, production company Village Roadshow is suing Warner Brothers over the HBO Max release of The Matrix Resurrections in December. Matrix Resurrections, sorry. Uh, they're alleging mm. that Warner Brothers deliberately harmed the box office release in order to benefit HBO Max. Yes, no, but no, yeah, well, still terrible fucking movie. Can I say that? Um, mm. Have you watched it? No, I'm not going to watch it. It's it, no, honestly, it's uh, I'm going to give it another chance to even see if I understand it because I, I really, I've struggled through that movie. I was, I was really struggling. Um, now wrapping up our comments. Actually, I, I would say, I would say that they more people watched it because it was an HBO Max because I, I don't think that many people were going to go to the movies to watch it. I think it would have had such bad word of mouth. It would have made little to no more money. And I think plenty of people tuned in to watch it on HBO Max because it was like, we yeah, it's on HBO Max. We, we're not paying it for it. Like, fuck it, let's watch it. it I, now, I actually um, think it had a big viewership on HBO Max, it, even though it had bad word of mouth two days later, you know? But I will say this. There definitely needs to be some sort of new deal. So either Village Roadshow gets all the money from the box office, sure, and 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 Warner Brothers only gets money from the streaming, or they do have to give them a, a small cut a slice from the the HBO Max because um, I, I do think that's fair. But I also do think that this movie was never going to go gangbusters at the movie because I I just think the ba- the bad word of mouth would have killed it anyway. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if it was a better movie, they'd have a stronger argument. But it was, it was such a such a poor movie. Uh, now, wrapping up our news, we've got Charlie Cox talking about Daredevil. Uh, his quote is, I hope, I don't want to sound gritty, but I hope I get to do loads more. I, I hope I get to be involved way, way more for many years. I hope it never ends. I love it. Oh, like, sure, horror. Jesus, like, but this is a guy who's like, please let the money keep coming. <laughs> please, I need it. My career is pretty much stalled other than this. I need this fucking show. Um, yeah, that's what I said. Oh wow, big surprise! Actor yeah. wants to keep working. Yeah. But, but, but but actors, and he's just he's desperate as well. I like the desperation. You Stop know. the presses! Actor wants to keep working. Exactly. Uh, we had um, shopping for the gang this week, Rich, and actually, frankly, uh, even though I've been indulging myself in some omnibuses, I purchased there's a new Legion of Superheroes before the Darkness Saga, which I got, an X Men Inferno omnibus I got, and. Um, uh, also, how the duck omnibus that just came out that I purchased as well that's, that's coming out, I believe, this week. Um, that was my main one. There's Batman Cape Crusader Volume 6 uh, for anyone who's interested in that. Um, not a lot of other stuff. There is a comic book coming out next week, Rich, that I thought might be worth doing. I'm going to give you the pitch for this comic, and I think we might do it on Weekly Comics. It's coming out from Behemoth Comics. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it's called Until My Knuckles Bleed. Comic books in the 90s were the teeth, grittiest, shoulder paddiest, multiple pouchiest, literally and figuratively edgiest comics ever. And next week we have Victor Santos bringing it all back in the worst, read best way possible with this new ongoing series that hits you like the bastard's child of the boys, Sin City and Watchmen. The times they haven't changed since those grim days, grim and gritty 90s, especially for Gavin Hart, the man who was once known as a damager. These days, Gavin is working as a bouncer in a strip club managed by the Russian mob. No, not the Red Circle. Hangs out with a lot of his ex-Avenge ladies and struggles with some really nasty long-term effects from his many cyber implants. But Gavin wants to taste that old-school action one last time, and so fate steps to give him exactly what he wants. Unfortunately, fate also has a wicked sense of humour, as every criminal he put away during his long crime-fighting career as a damager comes knocking. Um, I think it sounds interesting, um, and I thought we could at least just try it out uh, on the show. Well, like, why not, you know? Um, It's called... What's it called? Until My Knuckles... Not a very good title, Until My Knuckles Bleed. Um, But an interesting, uh, I thought, um, you know, description, at least. You know? What do you think? Sounds interesting. That almost sounds like stuff that still gets made now, though. I mean, I don't think that is... Well, yeah. out of fashion, these sort of these yeah. sort of stuff. In fact, this was still going strong in like the two thousands and the twenty tens as well. True, these sort of they're, like they're you trying know, to over the top violent yeah. graphic sort of stuff. I don't think they've ever really gone out of fashion since the nineties. I know. But um, in fact, I, I actually think they've gotten harder. Yeah, but the they're 90s. they're trying to do like remember X Force with cable and stuff, all that kind of stuff. Like peaked in the nineties, yeah. you know. Um, I, I'm looking it up when you were talking. Uh. Yeah, I'll give it a go. I can already tell I'm probably not really going to enjoy the art, but <laughs> I knew. maybe maybe the story will be good. I knew you'd say that as well, Richard. Like, that's not a surprise at all. Somewhere I gotta go And you don't know how it feels 
Weekly comics, uh, we just had two this week. Uh, we'll do X Deck Deaths of Wolverine 2 first. Uh, what a nonsensical issue, and um, it, it's almost hard <laughs> to describe just how much I dislike the X Deaths. The X Lives, I don't love, but I tolerate. The X Deaths, it's really is just a more McTaggart story with this bullshit like fake Wolverine kind of piped in just to call it a Wolverine title. Um, I really. I'm giving it four out of ten. I thought it was actually reasonably poor. What did you think, Rich? Yeah, I uh, couldn't give two shits uh, what's going on in this. Um, I still think it's hilarious that uh, Moira McTaggart is this super duper badass. I know it's ridiculous. Now so in 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 the Marvel it. universe, you know, you know, uh, can't just be can't just be a regular old scientist. I preferred know, gotta... her. I preferred her as as a scientist, though. I actually liked her you as know? a scientist. Like she's now way. this badass kick your ass, chop off her arm, blow you up, fucking badass. You know, she's like a trained assassin type person. I was just like, okay, Moira's really come a long way in a short time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's not a Wolverine book. I mean, um, a version of Wolverine, which I don't even think it's a real Wolverine. Um, well, what is it? it? Like I, a... I'm confused by what it even is. Like, I mean, am I supposed Well, if, to... if you notice, uh, he's got those lines and stuff on him, like, uh, yes. uh, what was it? Is it Phalanx? I don't even know. No idea who Phalanx is. Remember, it was there was that there was there was there was that like um, that, that that techno disease right. back back in the day, um, and then it even became a, 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 a an X Man, right. you know, the one with the um, <laughs> was it techno virus or some sort of like techno yeah, virus I, type I, of thing. I, I vaguely know what you're talking about, but uh, but not well. But anyway, yeah. What um, am I? But but yeah. because his suit has those lines on it. Yes. He's so also, I think this must be some sort of version of Wolverine that's been taken over by that. Right. Okay. 
uh, that sort of virus, and he's almost like more machine-like, like he acts like a robot now. He almost acts like a Terminator. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So he he seems to be the the hunter in this, but it's de- this is definitely a Moira McTaggart story. Oh, yeah. That they were like, well, no one's going to read a Moira McTaggart story, so <laughs> let's just slap Wolverine on the title and make sure that we have a version of Wolverine in it, so that we're not liars. And, exactly. But we're telling a Moira, a Moira McTaggart story. Far preferred Moira McTaggart as a scientist uh, for many years. Always quite liked the character. Uh, can't stand this version yeah. where she's like an assassin or something. Um, and she had this big thing where she didn't want to let the precogs in. Um, and that's why Mystique... I, I read that in the, in the front bit where it explains stuff. That's why Mystique's like, got such a mad on for her. Um, but did, did Professor X tick off on like you know, damaging her this badly? Like, that sort of seems weird. You know, because Mori McTaggart... Who knows? As I said, most of the X-Men are all villains now, so... Right. Well, I'm giving it 4 out of 10. What are you giving it, Rich? Yeah, I'll go with that. Seriously. I mean, I'll be ge- I'll be generous and I'll give it 4 out of 10. Then we had um, Geiger, 80-page giant. And can I just say, I honestly thought this was a pleasure to read... And it got me so excited for some of the other stuff Jeff Johns is going to do, especially that what looks like a robotic soldier. Um, and also, I enjoy the storyline oh, about Redcoat. Redcoat? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm most excited for the Redcoat. I was just like, oh, I like this. This is like a, a Washington was a warlock or a, a, a magician, and this uh, the, this Redcoat, this British guy, seems to be either maybe cursed by him or yeah. something, and like can't die now you know he's almost like the highlander kind of thing and all that uh it was really interesting I, i'm quite looking forward to that that was that one got my um um uh my interest a lot and, and uh, the was... others were just kind of like filling stories about the world of of i enjoyed of Geiger it with the different uh with the different um casinos yeah i enjoyed it but in, junkyard in joe junkyard joe is the is the soldier one they're going to be doing man um, yeah, so I think the two, the, so their book ended it with the two that are actually becoming books. Right. So I believe Red Coat is going to be a book coming out, and obviously the Junkyard, Joe one, the, the Robot Soldier. I think everything else in the middle was kind of just a supplemental, uh, short short stories based on in the Geiger universe. I of liked Las it. Vegas. You found out how he got his dog. That was cool. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I dug it, man. I, um, Really, I, I want to say, like, I'm really excited that Jeff Johns is building this world because I think Jeff Johns has been such a good writer for DC. Like, you know, so many books. But, like, for him to come out and be expanding this world and I feel like he's really built the lore up. Like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, him. and Brian Hitch's art looks fantastic with Redcoat. It really um, does, yeah. It looks really good. And it just goes to show you, like, like... I think the top two are really losing their top talent, man. Totally like, agree. yeah. You know, not, not just writers, but the artists too. Like, yeah. the artists are going. And I look at, I just look at, and you know, Brian Hitch has been around a long time. His art is really good. Yeah, sometimes he can muck things up or sometimes, you know, but again, that's just an artist. You know, sometimes you have a bad, a bad day or a bad week and you're not, you're not in the zone kind of thing and all that. But overall, his art is just, Oh, yeah. He's really good. He's really detailed. And I'm reading that red coat going, oh, man, give me more of this. Like, yeah, for sure. You know, Jeff Johns and Brian Hitch doing this book. I'm like, bring it on. And 100%. I just don't get that much excitement from, like, any of the, like, kind of a lot of the current artists working for the big two now. There's no one that, like, where I go, oh, my God, like, ooh, 
you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm talking about new artists, by the way. I'm not, there's still some of the older artists still working sure. for, for the big two, but oh man, when I just, oh, that Brian Hitch, and I was just like, oh man, this art looks so good. It's good stuff, man. I mean, I, I, I dug it. I, I really, I, I frankly, I had to speed read it because I had a really busy week and I, and I had flashbacks um, earlier. And then I was like, man, I, I uh, have to read this guy again. But I was, I was really looking forward to it because I really enjoyed that series. You know, I, I left me wanting more. It actually reminds me of um, uh, Greg Rucker's Lazarus in that, like, every time I read it, I'm like, man, I love this world they're building, you know? And um, I just feel like uh, Jeff Johns, he pairs with the right artists who really get his vision. Like this Gary Frank that he works with, my God, they, the guy can draw, you know? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm giving it no. Oh, can I be honest with you? If, if, if Jeff Johns is successful in, in creating this his own sort of brand mm. and stuff, I reckon he's going to attract a lot of the good artists. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. I think a lot of the good artists are gonna because I think a lot of the artists like working with Johns as well because it very much is a collaboration with Johns when he works with an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's what I've heard from a lot of artists is that he's very collaborative in the process. Like, yes, he'll write the story, but when it comes to like now sort of drawing it, he, he gives the artist a lot more freedom. He, you know, he talks a lot with the artists. They kind of you know. Um, uh, work hand in hand to yeah. tell the story yeah. of like how it's going to look. So I think a lot of artists do like Jeff Johns and man, when the red coat walks in and he's like, uh, who, who's, you know, who's willing to buy a meal for a hungry assassin. I'll kill whoever you want. Like he literally, yeah. he hires his services to whoever will buy him something to eat. Cause he has no money. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's sad. so funny. Like it's funny. That's such a good, uh, I'm really looking forward to that red coat. Um, Oh, the rubber one's cool. I'm going to check it out too, but I'm more excited for the red cut one. I, I just that that one's got me. It's got yeah. my interest. Yeah, oh, no, dude, I'm, we're going to check them out for sure. And uh, I was a bit dubious for some reason about this whole Jeff Johns thing because I was like, will he have the wheels outside of DC? You know, and I'm al- and well, I'm already convinced. I'm I'm like, yeah, he's uh, he's he's got what it takes, and and he doesn't really have to do that much to convince me. I mean, his body of work speaks a lot for itself, but. You always feel that feeling of like it feels like he's on a very sound foundation, um, and I yeah I'm I mean I want I want to buy the hardcover when it comes out of Geiger I want to collect Geiger for sure I think it's cool and and I love the world well, as well. With as I said with Geiger it's almost like Jeff Johns played uh, Fallout yes and then was like oh I'm going to do something like this hundred percent yeah but it's interesting you know oh um, no 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 I'm I'm saying that like look we get inspiration everywhere there's nothing wrong with being inspired by no. something but. He's making it his own, but you can definitely feel like I feel like it's it is inspired by especially uh, Fallout mm. uh, New Vegas. Yes. Like I feel like a lot of the inspiration comes from there. But again, he's making it his own because obviously it's not it's not about a, a wanderer or a survivor or anything like that. It's it's literally a radioactive guy. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's it's like almost a, that's almost a superhero. No, I totally agree. I I, I think you're on the money. Um, I'm giving it nine out of ten as a collection. I I really dug it. What are you giving it, Rich? 8.5. There was a couple in there that I was like, Meh, but it bookended really well. Yeah. Like, the, the, I feel like, yeah. I think there was about, is there like about eight stories or something in it? Uh, yeah, at least. And, yeah. I, and, and I'd probably say five and a half of them are really good. Yeah, okay. And the other, you know, the other two are like, eh. So I'm 8.5, which is still, I think, a very high school. I totally agree. Um, I saw Peter Tomasi did one of the stories and he's going to be doing a... Uh, 
story in that universe, that slingshot story, remember? Mm. Um, so he's going to be doing that. That's in the Jeff Johns, um, whatever he calls it, his little image imprint. I believe it's in the same universe as God. Let's just call it the Johns universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we only did two comics in Weekly Comics this week because we were sort of, we knew we had a lot of work ahead of us. But the final thing we're doing this week is your pick, Rich, Trade of the Week. Um, and it is, uh, for remind me, what is it, Richard? Um, Star Wars Bounty Hunters. Sorry, yes, one. I'm tired. Star Wars Bounty Hunters. Um, look, great artwork. And really, is it Le- Leaper Mayhew on the covers? Is that Leaper Mayhew? It looks like his artwork on the covers because I love that artwork, that really realistic painted style. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. It's, yeah, the covers are, well, the covers is what drew me to it. Um, and then I thought to myself, well, you know what? This is the final episode of the Boba Fett. Mm. Um, and we haven't been like super happy no. or excited with it. So I thought, well, why don't we give a, uh, a chance? Cause this came out, of, this came out a while ago. This, this bounty hunters volume one, it's, yes. it's, it's at least a couple of years old now. Yep. And I thought, well, let, let's see mm. what the take is with, let, let's see if this bounty hunters book is better than the Boba Fett show. Can I say, I didn't hate it, um, but it, I was confused at times. Like, well, what was going on? I was, I, my, I, I know I get, I struggle sometimes with uh, just nonstop action and flashbacks into the present. And sometimes I'm never sure, like, if we're flashbacking or in the present. Overall, I enjoyed it, but I, I did think to myself again. Sometimes I feel that you could tell these stories sequentially and not use flashbacks. Um, I that just an opinion you know like but what did you think of it? oh i know why they did it is because what they're doing is they're trying to keep you in the dark as to what like happened yeah you know what i mean so like you know something went wrong and then they you they kind of piecemeal into you what what happened why they're in the situation you know it's it's that typical like you know we're going to keep you in suspense until you find out you know what really went down kind of thing and all that uh look to be fair i mean they did make it pretty clear because they put a big little caption at the top saying then and now. No, they did. So, no, no, they did. Like, what did you, you know, think of this? I, I didn't mind it, uh, actually. You know? I, yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. I'm like, um, I did actually enjoy it for the most part. I mean, it's certainly better than the book of Boba Fett. I yes. mean, at least in this, Boba Fett acts like Boba Fett. Yeah, thank like, God. Like, he literally just shoots people in the fucking back. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He just he doesn't say a word. He just shoots in the back and he's like, yeah, fucking got you back now. Yeah. It's like, I was like, yeah, this is the Boba Fett I've been missing, you know? Yeah. So... I, I I will definitely say that they nail Boba Fett in this. So this story takes place between Empire and um, yes, Return of the Jedi. In basically. fact, he even has Han Solo's carbonate statue in his ship yeah. when he turns around. But so. what I don't mind about this is that obviously this doesn't affect the movies in any way. No, it's this just, is just a, a side adventure. Hey, this is some shit that went down between some bounty hunters. Hmm. In between. So again, it doesn't really, you know, it's not like, oh my God, it's so vital to the story and yeah. really fills in the gap. Now, this is the, this is a character that Marvel created. Uh, the main character in this book is uh, Bielert uh, Valance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, terrible name, but this is a character that they created when, uh, back in the, when Marvel was doing the Star Wars books. Um, right. Uh, Originally, mm. you know, when Marvel was 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 kind of had the rights to do the the comics, you know, mm. before it went to Dark Horse, um, and this is a character they created who's basically a cyborg. Oh, so back in like the nineties or whenever, like before uh, before Dark Horse, you're saying? 
Yeah, the, yeah. This oh. character was like yeah. uh, created. Um, I'm trying to remember when he. Uh, I'm trying to remember now when he when he. It's very early in the Marvel. It doesn't matter, but but okay. So I didn't realize. Well, that. Anyway, I thought this was a new he, yeah. He's so he's a he's a he's a character from um. Uh, from the original Star Wars comics that they mm. did before uh, before it went to Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he, he's an original Marvel creation, which okay. is why he's kind of center focus here because it's one of their... He reminded me of Cyborg Superman with his look. Um... Yeah, he, he, well, he, he kind of almost looks like the Terminator as well, yeah. you know, with the skin, you know, because uh, he is basically a cyborg. He was an Imperial pilot. Um got totally fucked up uh 1978 wow right i did not know that richard there you go yeah so i assumed he was uh, i assumed he was created for this series but you're saying he's from way back that's cool yeah so he's a character that basically i don't even think dark horse even even used him mm. it, it's like it was like he was he was created in the marvel star wars comics yep way back in the day and then just kind of disappeared yeah and then someone's dug um, him up and then obviously Marvel's now doing the comics again, so Marvel's like, "Oh, let's brush off this character that we created uh, in 1978 and yeah, a million years ago." You know, bring bring him into the the world. And you know what? I don't mind. I mean, he's certainly yeah. an interesting. He's far more interesting character than he was than the earlier Star Wars books. Mm. Um, uh, and uh, it's getting interesting. Um, again, it's very as you said, it's got a very cyborg Superman feel, although he does predate. I think he predates Cyborg Superman. Oh, well, if he's created in 77 or 78, Cyborg Superman wasn't created until like 1991 or something, or two. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm thinking if he predates the actual, like, the character that is Cyborg Superman, the, the techno dude yeah, who loses well, his body. Anyway, I don't remember when that happened. Matter. Anyway, um, but I think they were more inspired probably by Terminator mm. back in the day mm. when that, because it's, it's got a very Terminator vibe for it. Look, it's an interesting story. Um, it's basically it's it's Bosk, Valiant, Valance, some other no name. We've just created them for this series, Bounty Hunters, and then uh, Bosk convinces him to bring in um, Fett because they need yes. another one. Yeah, wow. They, they need another character, and uh, shit goes sideways, yep. and um, some of them end up dead, and now they all sort of like on the naughty list against these two syndicate kind of things and all that. So now basically everyone wants to kill the leader yep. or that was the leader of the team because she killed the client. She killed the client um, who set, who set the syndicate on them basically. Well, the father now, yeah, wants her dead yeah. uh, and sort of stuff. So she now reappears and everyone's kind of uh, out to kill her uh, because of the betrayal and all that sort of stuff. Although he, not so much. Valens seems to be looking for her because I guess he sees her as like a mentor. Like, mm. um, uh, it's this weird thing where I'm like, they're trying to make it like she's the you know she's the premier bounty hunter. She was like the best of the best. I'm like, no, Cad Bane was. <laughs> like, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's he, so weird he's to me. Nowhere in this, you've got he's you, nowhere in this. You, you've got a book that's got Bosk and Boba Fett in it. But this new character that's never, ever, ever been seen before. Well, speaking of one of my favorites, where hunters. the fuck is IG-88? I love that guy. Where was he? Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, well, where was Nowhere he? To Nowhere. Nowhere to be seen. The killer droid. You know, he's a bounty hunter droid. I, I consider him, 
on a par with Boba Fett. I, I fucking love IG-88. Nowhere to be seen in this. Bosch is nope. eating up panels, man. Bosch is dominating in this. Bosch defeats Christandian, or at least gets the upper hand on him in a fight. You know? So that's a Wait, big... Oh, I haven't, I haven't read that. I don't know. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, sorry. In yeah, that in, one, this, in this one, comic, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this comic, man. Well, did, yeah. well yeah. It's a knife you know, but, you know, doc, you know, Dr. Afra's got to put him in his place. <laughs> you silly. You silly bounty hunter. I'm, yeah. I'm the popular character. Yeah. Uh, look, you don't. You old characters don't get to outshine us new characters. <laughs> Fuck you. Who do you think you are? I had Bosch as a kid, actually, um, and I always liked him a lot. Um, oh, I, everyone yeah. loves Bosch. Seriously, yeah, I like think he's everyone cool. loves him. I, I remember in Battlefront, people would float around as Bosch. I always wanted to be play as him, but I never knew how. But yeah. somehow in Battlefront, and- people could play as him. Yeah, I also like that the the Gantz bounty hunters make an appearance in this. Mm. Um, they they are also on the Vader ship in the OT. They they the um the ones with the bug heads, mm-hmm. or at least there's, there's at least one of them there with a bug head. Uh, that's a that's the Gantz, and they show up now. I believe in Volume Two, Dengar shows up as well. So I mean, this is definitely a book that's just basically all about the bounty hunters. Um, mm. I would have preferred that they don't try and that they didn't try and push their own bounty hunters as much. Although I don't mind, uh, as I said, I don't mind Valance because mm. I think he's interesting, and at least I know he he is an old character that just sort of got lost in the in the shuffle and in the history and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't mind following him because he is an interesting character. He has been technically around, but uh, yeah, they're just really trying to push these other new bounty hunters that just don't look that interesting. I, I, I quite liked the look of the one who got killed, the sort of rhinocerosy kind of like, or elephant kind of one. He was kind of weird, like obviously an alien of some sort. Um, oh, but you got, yeah, you've got to have your cannon fodder. Yeah. I, but what I, I'm I saying is, it, like, yeah. they got one who just, he's just a guy with a ponytail. There's one who's just a, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, she looks black or, or, or person of color. And then there's mm. the one with the pink hair. And I'm just like, None of these look interesting, like like Dengar or Bosk or no. or IG or, or or the Gans, you know, or even Valance, you know, because I mean, at least he he's missing half of his face. Who are the Gans? And you got a medal, you know the, what I mean? Who are like, the Gans? Who are the Gans? I'm looking this up. The Gans. Uh okay. I've got to remember what they're called. So the Gans is a it's a race, right? Um, in in the Star Wars universe, they're kind of like um, uh. Not the they don't have the force, they're almost kind of a bit more precog. Okay. Um I think they're called the Gants anyway. Um I'm looking at trying to find them here just on Google. I remember the spelling right. and the pronunciation of it. Yeah. I'm not I'm not finding them here. But, but anyway, uh one of them uh has a bug face and the other one has a droid body. Oh. Okay. Um uh you they were in the book. They're the ones that were chasing um Valance, right? Okay. Um, remember the, again, the ones got the it, they almost look like fly heads, you yeah, know, with the yeah. big eyes. Yes, okay. And that's, one has the droid body again, they original from like the OT. Okay, uh, I mean, obviously, no speaking lines or anything like that. Mm. Um, uh, I think the, 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 the one character's name is, is uh, Zucus or Zuckus, right? Okay, he, he's there on the original ship, and then, um, uh, I think. I don't know if he has a droid that is just has got a similar head. Oh, Gand. Sorry, they're called Gand, not Gans. Gand. They're called Gand Heinzman. G-A-N-D. Okay. All right. I'm I was trying to remember what they were. I was like, Gand, Gans. I can't remember what they're called. 
Uh, but anyway, he's called uh, Zookus. Uh-huh. Are, they, um, are they are these characters with sort of the like white faces? Is that them? Like pale white face? Just, just look up uh, Z U C K U S S. Okay. So they look like bugs. They they got like bug heads. They look like you know the the fly man. Right. Okay. It's the best way I can describe it and yeah. how they look. I mean, so overall, Rich, what was your impression? If you're going to give a score, I mean, I, I thought it was okay. I, I didn't love it. I'm going to give it a six point no, five out of ten. I, I was going to say I was literally going to say about a six point five because yeah. I mean, it's not terrible. I mean, no. there is definitely things to enjoy in it. As I said, it's nice to see Boba Fett be a cold, ruthless killer who's you know who's pissed off that this chick yeah ruined uh, fucked with his reputation yeah you know because because the thing went sideways and he's just like I'm going to kill the bitch yeah. you know what I mean like. And, and and in fact, he rocks up when the one who's like whose brother died in the thing, you know, um, he basically just shoots in the back, bang. Yeah, he just does. Fuck yeah, you're over. Them. Your your story's over now, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. I just like, oh my god, it's just he just rocks up and shoots in the back. Doesn't say anything. Yeah. No warning. Just bang. You're dead. <laughs> so that was pretty. I was cool. like, cool. Good to see Boba Fett be Boba Fett. Yeah, I know. That was like, I was like, oh, good. Yeah, exactly. That was like a Boba Fett moment where. Boba Fett actually um, did something Boba Fett-like. <laughs> yeah, and he's not talking to people. He's not saying, let's talk it out. And he's not taking he's his fucking helmet a, off. He's come to know? an agreement. He's, come to, he's not taking his helmet off, which is a positive step. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm so used to fucking Tomorrow Morrison taking that helmet off, like, at the, at the drop of a hat. Well, look, to be fair, from the sounds of it, it may not have been all him, because, sure as I said, I don't, think he, I don't think he nails the, the nuances of the character, but... As I said, in an interview, he did say that he was trying to get his lines reduced. Mm. He did say, I feel like... Now, that doesn't mean that he doesn't want the helmet off, but at least he knew enough where he was like, my character's talking too much. Yeah, yeah. My character's supposed to be a man of few words. Yeah. You know? Like, um, when you watch Reacher, right? Yep. Like, Reacher, he, he, he gets arrested, and everyone's like asking Christian talking, and he doesn't say a fucking word. Yeah. Right? It's and then song. finally, he says something, and he goes, oh... The man speaks, and then he just goes, when he wants to. Yeah. And I was like, that's what Boba Fett should be like. Boba should be like almost not answering people, almost making people feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he's not saying anything. You know what I mean? Exactly. Where they're offering something or they're saying something, and they're expecting a response, and there's no response, and they start getting, you know, they start getting nervous and almost like bargaining against themselves or, mm. you know, getting all – like I, 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 understand, I think he understands – that the character shouldn't talk so much. I still don't think he gets the the nuance of the character. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I, I feel like he's not he's not quite getting the swagger, like or, no. or like the stance. But I mean, you know, you know. But but do you know what I find so fascinating? Again, age bothers me in the Star Wars universe. Okay, mm. how old is Tomorrow Morrison? He's like sixty. Maybe roughly sixty. Yeah, I would say. Now, in this timeline, right now. Boba should be no more than forty-five. You know, I mean, even even uh, he calls Cad Bane old, like an old man. Yeah, he does. You know, um, because what you have to remember is Boba was like ten years old in Attack of the Clones, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say let's—I'll be generous. I think the Clone Wars only went on for two or three years, right? Mm-hmm. But let's even let's be generous and say it went on for five years. Yeah, that makes him fifteen by the time of Revenge of the Sith, right? And if there's 20 years that pass in Revenge of the whatever, that makes him 35. 
and then another five years have passed since return of the or whatever time. As I said, it puts him at maximum in uh, round about forty-five, mm-hmm. uh, maybe between forty-five and fifty. So why does he look so old and out of shape and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know and tired in this? It's like he's supposed to be almost still in his prime. Yeah, but like it's I I just don't think they um look. That's why I said Star Wars has an age problem. With their characters. I'm going to say something that they would never have done, but something they never would have done. But I always felt that he was the wrong choice. I know it was a good career move for Tamora Morrison to take the role, and I certainly don't blame him for taking the role. I always felt it was the wrong choice to have a Kiwi doing the voice, personally. I always thought it sounded a bit silly that he was doing all the Stormtroopers and... um, He's been saying that for years. Yeah, so I always thought that. Now, he's a good actor, but I just felt that. I felt that... He's clearly one of those guys who, you know, he looks his age. And I would have recast him. Or, you know what I would have done, Richard? Had him not taken Keep the, the helmet, helmet on. on. Keep the helmet on. That's <laughs> that's actually what I would have done. That's and, a good way to hide the age, hey? Keep the helmet on. Yeah, and I, I just... And, and, and you know what? To make him keep the helmet on, you could have scarred his face up a bit more from totally. being in the Sarlacc pit so that you almost couldn't tell his age. I also feel... Like, because I I'm not that worried about it, but it it's it was just off way too much of the time when it didn't need to be, and it drew attention to it. Like it was like if they'd sparingly had scenes like in the Bacta tank when he you know all that kind of stuff. I didn't mind that, but it was when he was just sitting around and would just have it off, and I was just like, really, like you're robbing a cool character of his look, which is a massive portion of Boba Fett's popularity, you know. Um, well, the and here's design. the thing. Okay, look, uh, uh, Fennec Sean, he met when he didn't have his armor, right? Mm-hmm. So I can understand if there's scenes where the two of them are alone that he takes the helmet off because, I mean, she's seen him without the helmet on anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but it's the fact that he has a helmet off around everyone. Yeah. Like when he walks into the bloody cantina, whatever, and they go, polish helmet, he's like, no, the helmet stays on. Yeah. When he's talking to the gang leaders and he's asking to stay out of the shit or, or join him, yeah. helmet stays on. When he's talking to the little fucking cyber gang, giving them orders, helmet is on. You there, man? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Michelle came in. She's like, help, help, help. I go out. That's a fucking spider. That's it. Um, <laughs> of course it is. What was the thing you were just saying? And I'll lead you up and then you can just continue on. You were saying something about Boba Fett's helmet. Oh, just, yeah. Oh, so, hang on. I'll go in. So just count me in and I'll go. One, two, three. Yeah, so, I mean, at the end of the day, like, the only time that Helmer should be off is if he's alone with Fennec Shan. Like, every other moment yeah. that Helmer should be on all the time. Agreed. Very much agreed. Um, I've got a question for you. When, and this is away from the comic, in the show, when Cad Bane takes the helmet off him, like, kicks it off him and sees his face, is that the first time he's seen his face? Um... No, so I believe, I, I, I think he would have seen, because Boba kind of um, uh, uh, started uh, his bounty hunting career when he was young. Right. Like, he, he even did a job with um, some of the bounty hunters uh, in the prequels, and he didn't have his, he didn't have the armor yet. Okay. Um. So there is, there's a chance that, uh, uh, Cad Bane would have well again. Uh, Boba doesn't show up that much in the the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. um, but considering that he is sort of like 
you know, um, getting in young as a bounty hunter, and he seems to be doing jobs with bounty hunters. I'm sure at some point he would have crossed paths. But wasn't he like seven in Attack of the Clones? Wasn't he like eight? He was like a tiny little kid. Uh, Attack of the Clones, I think he would have been at least between 10 and 12 years old. Okay. And Clone Wars is after that, isn't it? So Clone Wars, at the start of it, he's still that age when he's sort of breaking into the Clone Academy. Right. Um, or, or something like that. And then he does make a reappearance a couple of seasons later. So that would technically be maybe a couple of years. So maybe he would have been about 15 then mm-hmm. when he started doing jobs with bounty hunters and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, about that age, I would say. You know, he, you know, maybe he was kind of learning the trade at about 15, give or take. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, yeah, look, if, uh, look, it's a fun series. And I kind of want to read the next trade, I think, is War of the Bounty Hunters, which was kind of their event. Um, and I enjoy- no, no, that's that's later. Okay, volume two still picks up with this. Okay, but 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 a future trade is that look, I would there is one called the Bounty Hunter Wars. Yes, yeah. the, that that's a, a later uh, uh, event. Yes. Okay, my point is, I would at some point um, be happy to do more of this. I, I didn't mind it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't love it. Like I love Star Trek, uh, Star Trek, Star Wars Legacy. Remember how much I enjoyed that. Um, but I, but I didn't, I didn't hate it or anything. Like I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, better than expected, frankly, is, is, is that, that, that might sound like damning with faint praise, but that's kind of how I felt about it. Like better than expected. Well, to be fair, considering how many bad Star Wars comics there are and novels there are out at the moment, it's probably good praise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? No. You know, I I think 6.5 is a, is a high score with current Disney. Exactly. Now, um, well, that wraps up our, our trade of the week. I don't think we need to spend too much more time on it. Other than to say, if you want to check it out, it's it's probably worth checking out. If it's 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 definitely some of the better modern Star Wars Disney that I've read. You know, Marvel Disney that I've read, and I'm grateful that you show, told me that about um, how he was an original character because I really didn't. I like an original character from the old old Marvel days. You know, like I I did not know that. I thought he'd been created just for this. Um, so that was interesting, um, you know, to, to find that out. And uh, it kind of, they dusted off like an old, an old classic, you know, an old forgotten, uh, you know. Well, yes. Well, te- technically this character now exists in Legends and uh, Canon now. Yeah. So obviously his, his early Marvel years is, is under Legends because all that stuff is under Legends now. Yes. So, um, so now it means that they can sort of rework his origin a little bit. So, like, I think this is not his first appearance in the new canon Star Wars. I think this might be his second appearance. I want to say, I want to say his first appearance may have been when he was hunting down Vader. I right. think it was called uh, Vader Hard Hard Target or something like that. Vader would have just dominated this guy. Like, I'm sorry, but Vader oh yeah, yeah. Just... I mean, I don't, I don't even think he really even does anything to Vader. It's yeah. more just like a, a, a fool's errand type of thing and all that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's a it's it's a it's a rebooting of one of their one of Marvel's original Star Wars characters who his original stuff is now technically legends and now this is him being brought into the canon. Well I think it's cool. Um you know it's it's fun. Now dude that really wraps up Star Wars Bounty Hunters. Now I have a couple of selections and I want to get your live reaction um from various this is various books that i'm considering doing for next week and i want to get your takes 
Um, Conan, Conan, and Conan. No Conan this time. <laughs> uh, no Conan. It's all stuff in my reading list. Now, <clears throat> first up, um, we could potentially do Superman: City of Tomorrow, Volume One, which which covers um, Jeff Loeb. Uh, you know, it's got a selection of Jeff Loeb and Joe Kelly stuff from like the late nineties um, into the early two thousands. That that period. Uh, so, Volume One of that. Um, that's a bit of a bigger read. We could do Terminator: Far Sector. Um, I think it's called, uh, something like that, and I think that's only about four issues. Uh, we also could do Justice League, um, JLA, I think it's volume six, um, and it's the Joe Kelly uh, f- first half of his run, um, which is also about the same size reader City of Tomorrow. Um, they're some of the books that I'm thinking of. Have you got any preferences there, Rich? Um are you uh, are you no, all about a short? I don't, I, I don't I don't hate any of those options, so Okay. And, oh, and the other one was American Vampire Volume Two, Scott Snyder. So Volume no. Two of that also not a long def, read. Def, okay, definitely not that one. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we? Why don't we? Um, because I've been meaning to read it for so long. Why don't we do Justice League by Joe Kelly, um, Volume One? Uh, I, I'll give you the volume, but I, I think it's um, I th- I, I've got it here on my I've got it here on my iPad. I think it's Volume Six, JLA actually got it here I, I downloaded it today jla volume six um and it's 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 joe kelly now page count is 411 pages rich is that too many oh, yeah well if that's too many that is a lot of pages um i'm happy to do the first 200 well why don't we do that why don't we do that and just say we'll call it to course let me just have a look at how many pages city of tomorrow is city of tomorrow is 451 so why don't we do the first 200 pages of JLA Volume 6? Because I, 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 I'd be happy to do that, and then I could probably string it out over a couple of weeks, you know, of my turns. And that way we, we, don't, we don't have to get exhausted because, you know, I potentially have quite a busy week next week as well, so that would suit me. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. You never, you never quite know what the week's going to bring you. Exactly, man. So it's it's always better to go a bit smaller, and you can always yeah, no, happy. You know, I mean, look, if you, if you got the time, nothing stop you from reading the whole thing. But I, I would definitely say that we just do. We'll say the first two hundred because again, you I just you good. just never know how. No, I think that's out. a really no. I think that's a really good suggestion. So that's really for listeners. We're going to do JLA Volume Six. It's from the original nineties into two thousands run. This is Joe Kelly and Doug Mankey um, together. I've never read it although I own it and I really like Joe Kelly and I want to sort of read out some more of his stuff than I've read because what I've read of his in general, I've loved. You know, I, I think he's got a great handle and I certainly did read some of this at the time, but I, I, I've never sat down and read through it properly. So I know Adam, the computer, talks very highly of it and I also am really looking forward to re- doing that Superman City of Tomorrow, so that'll be in the future too. Um, on that note, Rich, any we've already done, obviously we're proud members of the collective. You've got shows like uh, Into the Night, with Ray, you've got Last Sons of Crypto, you've got Ghost Spider Groupies, you've got Inner Demons with Brian Beggy. Um, you've got plenty of shows on there. You've got Connor's um, Sons of the Dragon. Um, uh, what's it called? I think Sons of the Dragon. Um, last oh, shit. Sorry, I was just looking it up. This is the one where the Justice League um, uh, dies, mm. and but they've actually really gone back into the past, into Atlantis, to... To, to save Aquaman. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. This is re- that's really good. Yeah, well, let's do it. I've not read it, so um, I, I, I'm sort of keen to do it. I've actually got the trades I, on I, the shelf. I haven't read it in years since oh. the first, because I've got this in, I've, I've got this in floppies. Yeah, I've got this in softcover trades, and I've also got it 
um, on my iPad through through Comixology. Um, yeah, so there's that's gonna be good. So yeah, look, so, seriously, the collective is cool. It has a lot of great shows. You've got Capes and Lunatics on there as well. I've already mentioned uh, Lessons of the Dragon, um, the Iron Fist podcast, and um, plenty of stuff on there. And um, Ghost Spider Groupies, I, I, I love those. I love that show, basically. And, I mean, I was on Capes and Lunatics doing that Ultimate Spider cast, and I'm going to be on again. They invited me on in a recurring role reach on a sort of monthly basis. Uh, Very nice. Yeah, man. Just always looking to blaze the signal deep into the reaches of uh, cyberspace. I wonder if by next week we will have encountered alien civilizations with a telescope. I really hope so. Now, for, for me now, it's a week-to-week thing, you know? When is it, when has it not been a week-to-week thing? No, I know, but week-to-week. now I feel that like it's heating up. I feel, now feel we're finding, the pl- <laughs> we're finding the planets, man. That tells me that we're only one step away from, you know, you know what I'm thinking of, the, the orbiting spaceships dead in space, you know, the bodies. Littering the the skeletons littering the ground. That's it, man. Oh dear. Oh yeah, it's going there. It's going there, man. It's going to get intense. Imagine if three Daves in one room. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, for you, yes, for sure. Could be a civil I war. Don't Could be a civil war, though. I was ready to think about Julius Caesar. You just be looking dreamily into your uh, <laughs> doppelganger's eyes, going, "God, I love listening to you talk." Yeah, it's like give him more. This is great <laughs> stuff. This is great stuff. <laughs> I was saying to um, Michelle the other, you know, I think it was earlier today, I was, I've was i been listening to Julius Caesar's Conquest of Gaul on the audiobook. And, you know, so he transcribed oh, yeah. it as he conquered Gaul. Did he, did, he, did, he, did he narrate his own audiobook? <laughs> I wish he had. She, she made that joke as well. She goes, you realise it isn't Caesar actually doing it. I'm like, yeah, sadly, I wish he would. And um, But then... It was this moment where I said, I really should do the same thing, sort of transcribe my thoughts and stuff. I can't carry a record around. She goes, you do have the podcast. I'm like, yeah, that's true. You know. <laughs> but like, you know, late that's at night. That, your stuff's preserved in the cloud now. Yeah, but late at night, like, you know, our listeners losing by, you know, perhaps Patreon fans would enjoy it if, if like, you know, I'm sitting there late at night, I go, late night thoughts, Dave, in bed, you know, thinking about Punisher, um, thinking about Wolverine. Uh, kind of bouncing between those two right now, that kind of stuff. Like you know, behind the curtain kind of stuff. Um, I'm sitting here. The, the the neon sign's gone off. No longer game over. I've got one life left. One life to live. For how long we don't know. That kind of stuff, Rich. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. You man. you you your mind just. <laughs> Just, just goes. It just goes, man. And all I'm thinking of, you, you know what's gotten me in this mood? It's knowing that they've discovered the planets now, and I'm just like, I, I'm on the edge of my fucking seat on this story. I wish I could go and wish I could get a job working on the telescope. I'd be so such an enthusiastic employee, you know. Okay, so so, but, <laughs> what, but can I just say, like, you do realize that it's it, it, it's probably just a planet, maybe. We don't know. We haven't scanned the planet in detail yet, Rich. I, I understand that, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, in our system, how many planets are there, Dave? I don't even know. Nine or something? Like, Yeah, and, yeah. and only one's got life, yes? That we know about. Yeah. Yeah, so Earth. the chances are Earth. that the, the planet that's, like, literally, if it's, if it's near, like, the border of ours means it's the border of theirs. Right. Is more than likely not going to have life on it. Maybe. It'll be the one closer to the sun, probably. Yeah. Or their sun or whatever. So I'm well, just saying, there's, like, a, there's another planet you know, in that system. You know, calm, you know don't, don't get your hopes too high. There's another, there's another planet in that system I think is more capable of survive, uh, surviving life than this one. 
Um, but I mean, who's to say life didn't exist on Mars? You know, in the in the, in the prehistoric era. I do. Well, no, they they, they say that, that it held water and stuff, dude. You know, in the polar ice caps and all that stuff. Like we don't know. I'm not saying. I'm not talking about like little green men running around. I'm talking about like microscopic life. You know. Well, there probably is. There's my. I, I would. I would assume that in any planet must have some sort of bacteria or, 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 or stuff on it or something. Where it had it at some point, but I mean that doesn't necessarily mean there was life. I'm also talking about aliens underneath the sand. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> You're wondering if the Martian Manhunter is real. Yeah, exactly. I, look, I'll be honest. I am actually talking about that kind of stuff, hiding under the <laughs> sands, yeah, staying out of range of the Chinese scanners and stuff. You know, like those little Chinese robots that are running around over there. Uh, you know, Elon Musk bullshit. Like, like I, I beg for the day where one of these fuckball billionaires like flies off to Mars and like hope I hope they stay there. You know, like they're like, oh fuck it, I'm gonna take my fucking Amazon, you know, base to Mars. I'm like, good. Go, yeah, be the fucking guinea pig, please. Uh, look, on that cheery note, I want to say thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, and good night. Good night.